Long ago, in the faraway land of ancient Greece, there was a golden age of powerful gods and extraordinary heroes. And the greatest and strongest of all these heroes was the mighty Hercules. But what is the measure of a true hero? Now, that is what our story is. Will you listen to him? He's making the story sound like some Greek tragedy. Lighten up, dude. We'll take it from here, darling. You go, girl. We Hello, everybody, and welcome aboard the storybook land through sticks, canal boats, uh, the, from the canal sticks. Everybody, make sure you keep your hands and arms inside the boat at all times, and uh, please no smoking, eating or drinking, and make sure you watch your kids so they don't go into the water. Now, uh, the water, as you may see, is composed of souls, but that's okay. <laughs> Uh, we get used to it after a while. Don't mind the moaning. And if anybody reaches up, please do not reach back. That's no, we're not allowed to touch anything here. Now, as you'll see up ahead, we're about to enter the mouth of Cerberus. <laughs> so, did you know Cerberus means spotted? There's a variation of several words. So, essentially, Cerberus' real name is actually Spot. Here's Spot. That's actually true. That is a truth. There, I'm, I'm done with this. I'm done with this. Hey, everybody! It's Animusings. Yay! This is the best thing I could think of in terms of a ride opening because this gag is starting to get old. It, well, we're reviewing Hercules, and we couldn't figure out uh, any Disney ride that has Hercules in it. And I have a, I have a good feeling why. Like I have a good sense of why. But um, there was. We'll get into that. I mean, if there was a Fantasia-based ride, they would at least have, you know, the uh, the section with the Greek mythology as kind of a basis. But no, there was not even there's not even a Fantasia-themed ride out there. Oh yeah. That's unfortunate. We have a guest. <laughs> Where? I don't see him. I'm right here. Ah, ah, ah. Oh, oh goodness. Sorry, I do that sometimes. That's okay. I saw someone. It's, he's in the madness. He's in the madness. Or is he? Is he? Wait, are you saying that your your madness is talking to me? Yes. He, or is it my yes. madness not, talking to you? Not just... Well, it, it's both our madnesses, and apparently this madness has a cleric. It's cleric of madness, everyone! <laughs> Hello! Hello! Hey! Hey, cleric! Hi. Hi. It's me. It's good. Uh, uh, who, who, who are you, and what do you do? Uh, I am cleric of madness. I am the founder and head administrator of the Creepypasta Wiki. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody who's listened to uh, my other podcasts, uh, Midnight Marinara and Undercooked Analysis, knows why uh, I inevitably, because of those shows, uh, met cleric. So, uh, uh, but we've been we've been friends for a while, and like any good podcast, where nepotism is the main focus <laughs> we, we want to bring on people we like so we like cleric so here he is I, now you there's been times where people are like oh yeah of course you would bring this person on for this episode and it's like uh like why of course we would bring on uh eli and kylie for lion king because they're part of animal fact files right uh with this one this is just I, as we continue through, we just ask people, hey, what Disney movie do you want to review? We want to talk about Disney movies with our friends that they they like and they're passionate about, or I, at the very least, just are interested in talking about. Actually, yeah, Cleric, what's your history with Hercules? Why did you choose Hercules? Well, growing up, it was one of my favorite Disney films, um, specifically because I had all but one of the Titans McDonald's toys, and so I used <gasps> yes. to play with those. Um, I do remember those. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, as I recall, it's pretty much the only Disney movie I remember seeing. I, I can't really remember anyone that, you know, really influenced my childhood in any capacity. <laughs> Besides Hercules? 
Yeah, I mean, you know, Lion King, it was there, but, you know, other than that, I, I struggle to remember any. I think Aladdin, but, I mean, yeah, Aladdin. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I did have all three, uh, v- three of them on VHS. Would you say that the Aladdin sequels are maybe some of the best Disney sequels that exist when when that's the bar is actually not really that high when it comes to Disney sequels? <laughs> the third Aladdin is awful. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but it's it's got John Rhys Davies in it, and yeah, it is pretty bad. What at least man, got Robin, at least I have Robin Williams to come back and do the genie. Oh God, yeah, the second one didn't they didn't they not have Robin Williams? Oh so, yeah, that was Dan Castellaneta. Oh yeah, there's oh. a go listen to our Aladdin episode, peoples, the, to get the reason why Robin <laughs> Williams didn't come for that. That's a whole story of its own. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, we're uh, we were all. Oh my goodness, how? I mean, you were eight when this movie came out. Me? Yeah. yeah. So this movie I, came- I would have been eight. It came out in 1997. Do you remember seeing this in theaters? I do remember seeing this in theaters. Okay. Yeah, by this point, I was well accustomed to seeing Disney movies in theaters. And I, here's the thing, though, is like with this one, and this one didn't hit me to the same level as other ones. There were parts of this I really, I, you know, I enjoyed, but then other parts of the movie were, you know, didn't stick with me as much. And I do want to talk about that as we get into it. But for now, what about you, Kayla? What's your, uh... I mean, like... Cleric, I got all the McDonald's toys. Um, I, I think that was also the same time the CDs were coming out too, like the hero songs and all that. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. The McDonald's promos. I remember getting a couple of those. I had the villain songs and the hero songs and that was about all I had. Um, I remember seeing it in theaters. Uh, uh, I remembered enjoying it as a kid. Uh, it wasn't like one of my favorites, but the one thing, um, I, I think the one thing that does stick with me in probably is the most important is um i fell in love with the greek mythology when i was in second grade (laughs) just before this came out (laughs) so um like i it's weird because i like young seven-year-old kayla was reading mythology books and looking up greek mythology stuff and was so passionate about it that when um she saw Hercules. She's like, wait, that didn't happen. And isn't he called Heracles in <laughs> Greek? Why is the what? So, I mean, I didn't understand the like the whole big nuances with Greek mythology as I got older. That became something. But yeah, uh, I I mean, it's hard to like this wasn't like a movie that or that I would obsess her or well, mm, okay. Hades was my favorite villain for the mm. longest time. Yeah. And oh yeah. It until another movie came out, but uh, we're gonna wait on that. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I, I genuinely enjoyed his character. Like I, I, I was a fan of how James Wood portrayed him, as did a lot of people. So, well, and we're gonna talk about Hades for sure because I think hey, I think it's fair to say Hades is what stuck out to me about the movie. Actually. The one thing is, I think one thing I remember more vividly than the movie is the really, really bad Hercules Game Boy game. I'm sorry, what now? Yeah, there was a really bad Hercules Game Boy game that I was given by my grandparents as a kid, and I tried to play it, and I could never get past the first level because the controls were so clunky and bad and janky, and I just, that's... That is forever affiliated with Hercules in my mind, and I'm like, ew. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so... With that established, uh, one thing that, that Kayla kind of warned me about before this is that this film has a 
uh, interesting. An Olympus-sized level of interesting history to go with it. So uh, we might actually be, we might end up discussing this more than we discuss the movie to a degree. Um, for the casting part, because this movie probably has the most, like the biggest celebrity cast list that any Disney movie has done so far. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, it's that actor, it's that actor, it's that actor, yeah, it's that actor, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of insane. Do we want to talk about them as we hit them in the movie? I think that's probably the best bet. Okay. Um, but I'll give the history to for. It's still a crazy history. I need to know. So, uh, it began in 1992, uh, when they had the idea of Homer's Odyssey. Uh, they were gonna try and convert the Odyssey into a Disney animated film. Could you imagine how epic that would be, though? The problem was they said it wouldn't really translate well. They realized that after working on it a little bit. Um, Animator John Hader, though, pitched the idea of, like, why not do Hercules? And um, we can have the focus be on the fact that he discovers not everything can be solved by his strength. And uh, they loved that, and they kind of had that on the back burner. Um, And now we move to directors Ron Clements and John Musker who, uh, you may remember, directed The Little Mermaid and Aladdin. Yeah. They're working on their passion project that would eventually become Treasure Planet. This is their baby. They they were so passionate about it. This is the one film they really wanted to work on. And then insert Jeffrey Katzenberg. No! No, I thought he was gone! Nope. Oh, no, this, we're going into the past, so he's still there developing things, isn't he? Yes. God, I can't get away from that petty little man. <laughs> oh, my. So he disapproved of the project. Of course he did, because he's Jeffrey Katzenberg. <laughs> he, didn't, he doesn't like fun. <laughs> he doesn't understand the appeal of... Under, yeah, he didn't... He doesn't under- understand of literal space pirates. Yeah, he didn't get it. He's like, I don't, <sighs> I don't see how it appeals to a general audience, to which... Excuse me, Jeffrey! To which Ron and John are like, but it's pirates in space. Did... Question: Would you guys have would have watched uh, Pirates in Space as young kids? Yes. Yes. <laughs> See, I <laughs> don't see what the problem is. Like, just uh, so, ha- so they're like, but we want to work on our passion project, and they said, uh, Jeffrey told them, I'll make you a deal. You have to work on a film that will appeal to a general audience, that will make us a lot of money, and then you can work on your passion project. Uh, now Ron and John were both like, we don't really like this idea, and he's like. Too bad, you either choose no one at all, or take my deal. So they reluctantly took his deal. They looked through the pitches. None seemed to be that great until they found Hercules. And the reason they found it to be interesting was the fact that Hercules was one of those heroes that was merchandised and put on everything at the time, uh, like vases and such. And they realize that's very similar to a certain company that they work for. <laughs> and they l- had an idea. Why not use Hercules as the basis for a freewheeling satire on modern American society? Yeah. Yeah, they, they were hoping to use Her- Hercules to make fun of like America's obsession with celebrities and sports heroes, as well as um, company's obsession with like merchandising everything Mm -hmm. again jabbing at their own company (laughs) um now (laughs) we spoke before this and we all are kind of fans of greek mythology and know a lot about it yeah um i actually know a little factoid here when we get around to its release that i could i can give you oh okay which is interesting i remember 
this because I read about it in um, I I think it was Disney Adventures magazine or something like that. But I've I've since checked it since then, and yeah. This is this is interesting. Sorry, carry on, but just want to put that out there that I know this weird little thing about Hercules. So about its re- release that ties in with the fact that it deviates a lot from established Greek um, mythological canon. There is reasons, and there are reasons. So they did do the research, like they read everything, like they read Edith Hamilton, Thomas Bulfinch, etc. Um, there were some things they realized they can't put on screen. For example. The fact that Hercules was only a demigod because Zeus is a philandering, cheating husband. And just... <laughs> Zeus sees something move. Ooh! Yeah. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> and they didn't want to portray it like that. Also- Although, it would be really funny to see, um, in some context, uh, Rip Torn's Zeus behaving like we see Philatides in yeah. the movie oh, as well. Oh, goodness. <laughs> God, that that was actually really good cast. But okay, oh, sorry. Um, carry on. Um, uh, Eric Goldberg, who was the supervising animator, and actually he gets quoted quite a bit in these. One reason the stories have lasted so long is because they're full of sex and violence. But we couldn't exactly pursue that line for a Disney family film. We want family values, but not when everybody in the family is sleeping with each other, or trying to kill each other. <laughs> uh, so. They had to change a lot of things, and that included um, not making Hera, who was the one who played with um, Hercules' mind and messed with him and was actually the real villain of that Hercules story. They moved her to be the more motherly figure, and they had to shift the villainy on someone else, and they decided to put it on Hades, because... as the animators put it, uh, he was more just a dark guy that the other gods have tended to avoid. Mm-hmm. So that seemed like the better choice to do. So, yeah. So they they literally take the the prejudices against Hades and put them at the forefront that the other gods think. When really Hades was a really chill dude. Um. By the way, does this? Uh, I- I'm going to ask cleric cleric. Uh, yes. what what story do you think of when you were watching Hercules? Like, uh, when you were watching Hercules' story, what did it remind you of? Man, uh, I, I had an answer for you. You know, Superman. <laughs> Superman. <laughs> yeah. Super- Superman. So that was, was Superman. Yeah, that was intentional. Uh, the director saw the film as a screwball comedy slash comic book film a la Superman. <laughs> it's basically mm-hmm. Superman, and which also explains why Hercules has about as much personality as Superman. Yep. Yeah, we're gonna talk we will talk about that so um this is okay then it gets weird so 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 the director yeah i mean i feel like the directors i don't know if they were bitter or they were just like eh do whatever we want sort of thing but they kind of made weird choices Mm -hmm. and because every time it would be like oh ron and john chose this ron and john chose this and i'm like but why? Because they didn't care. They were doing this because Jeffrey said, do this or I won't let you do your passion project. So, of course, they're just going to be like, eh. So, um, interestingly enough, uh, the animation style, uh, it took inspiration from one specific designer uh, named Gerald Scarf. Do you guys know who that is? Yes. Who is it? Uh, he's the animator for the uh, uh, Pink Floyd's The Wall movie. Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. Why? 
though. So here's the weird part. <laughs> they thought his artwork looked a lot like Greek artwork, which I'm looking I'm like, sure, I okay. They actually brought him in and said, we would pay you to be a production designer and just have you create like 15 drawings to use as inspiration. He drew more than 500 because he's Gerald Scarf. And <laughs> the animators took inspiration from the artwork uh, and combined it with uh, classical Greek art. But they needed that classical Greek art influence, they said, because his artwork was too fluid and too chaotic. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> I, if- I I don't know why. It's just it. And then there's more weird choices they make throughout this movie that I I'm gonna get into. But so um, this movie was heavily marketed. If you guys did not know, oh oh, if we did not know, like I, I assume you're talking kind of broadly to our to our listeners. I mean, even you two as well. Like you guys were. No, like, you. That's one of the main thing I remember about Hercules is how aggressively it was marketed. Oh, yeah, because, I mean... Even as a kid, I was like... I mean, the first thing, Cleric, you said was, um, oh, yeah, the McDonald's toys. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so they really did try to heavily market it. They actually had a Mega Mall tour. Whoa. Yeah, they were, like, traveling to multiple cities, and they would have attractions, like, there was a mini carousel-themed, like, Pegasus, and an animation class on how to draw Hercules by animator uh, Andrea Deja. Uh, So, and then, of course... Toy tie-ins, video games, like, you know. Also, Hercules was the first Disney on Ice adaptation before the film was theatrically released. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. <laughs> Just picturing picturing it. Hey, you want to see Hercules? It's not out yet. It's on ice. Now you can watch Hercules <laughs> on ice. Hey, uh, kids, you want some bootleg Hercules? <laughs> on ice. You want to buy a sundial? So- <laughs> That's Someone cool. skates up to you, opens their coat, it's a sundial guy. <laughs> oh my gosh! That's what I hope happens. Uh, <laughs> so this had a limited release on June 13th, 1997. Um, that weekend it earned about $1.45 million. Um, and then the general release uh, came out June 27th. This was considered a disappointment because in two weeks they made $58 million. Pocahontas made $80 million. And remember, Pocahontas was considered also a failure. Right. But what was the budget for Hercules? Uh, $85 million. Disappointed! <laughs> so, uh, $85 million. $85 million. So it didn't make back its... No, it did. Uh, it earned $99 million in domestic. So it did well. And with international, it actually lifted it to $253 million. But it wasn't the hit that mm. Jeffrey Katzenberg wanted. Yeah, because... <laughs> I mean, he was gone before the time it was released. But... Good. Can we never hear about him again, please? <laughs> uh, now, now, the critics uh, had mixed reviews. Most of them actually praised James Woods, of course, which his performance as Hades, which yeah, we will get into. He's the best part of the movie. Oh, well, yeah. Well, the, there's, there's two best parts of this movie, but one, uh, of them, one of them is definitely James Woods. But the critics really hated the animation style. And that that confuses me so much, because one of the first things I was going to say when we get to this, and the thing that's in the back of my head is how much I love the fluidity of the animation. This is smooth and... So mm. there, I, I need to quote this, because this was... Like, this is how bad some of the uh, reviews got. Uh, Destin Howe from the Washington Post 
described the animation as some of the worst I've ever cringed through, including the corner-cutting junk of Don Bluth movies and every trashy cartoons that passes for entertainment on Saturday morning television. In Hercules, Ancient Thieves looks like a hastily sketched field trip location from public TV's The Magic School Bus, and no respecting immortal would be seen dead in this simplistic rendition of Mount Olympus. Wow, that's harsh. Freaking savage. Wow, that's, I mean, I've heard some bad opinions before, but yeesh. Yes, I just don't, I don't. I, I, I disagree, but yeah. Um, and then comes the Academy Awards. Uh, uh, they were nominated for Best Original Song. As uh, usual, because, I mean. That's usually what happens. It was, so it was Alan Menken and David. Uh, Zippel. So, David Zippel. So, um, David Zippel was a lyricist. Um, I tried to see what he had done before this, and, uh, there, uh, he he wrote for musicals, and the one musical I actually did rec- recognize was uh, City of Lights, which it's not a well-known musical, but um, and I haven't seen it, but I always love the concept of it. Um, basically, it goes back and forth between uh, modern day where uh, or not modern day, it's 1950s, 1950s Hollywood, where a guy is uh, converting his detective novel into a screenplay, mm-hmm. um, and. Meanwhile, it's cutting to his actual novel, and then all the people who are in the detective noir novel are dressed up in, like, dark clothes and supposed to look, like, black and white. That sounds really cool. Oh, no, if you look at images of of this, it's pretty interesting. I I would love to see this performed. Yeah, I gotta look this up. This sounds great. Um, But, yeah, I mean, other than that, I don't really know his work terribly well. Um, The other musical was Goodbye Girl, Mm -hmm. which there's... Probably. Well, well, yeah, it wouldn't make sense that, that Alan Manko would be like, "Hey, someone else from Broadway, come here. Yeah, someone else who does musicals, come be a part of my, uh, come be a part of this project." So, uh, take a wild guess what uh, best original song was nominated. I'm gonna say "Go the Distance." Cleric. Oh, it, it's definitely "Go the Distance." I, can, is, I can't even yes, make a joke. Yes, it is. I kind of wanted to say it was, uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, I, I mean, I, there there are two. There is there are exactly two songs in this movie that I think are good. So well, yeah, we'll talk about it. Um, yeah. Guess what it lost to? I I forgot it was this. Oh, what did it lose to? It's 1997. What's the most popular movie at this time? Oh God, uh, t- my heart will go on. Yeah, it's Titanic. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. James Cameron shows up out of nowhere, like boat movie, and everyone's like, sweet. It, and then Celine Dion, and then like, oh okay. Yeah. Oh my God. It's weird because I was. I like, could not. You know more more than I couldn't get away from Hercules as a kid. I couldn't get away from my heart will go on. Oh my god! Nobody could. Let's be honest. Nobody could get away from Titanic. Like, jeez. That's too bad. We all froze to death in the ocean because we couldn't <laughs> get away from the ship. Uh, you know, I, I remember. I remember now that Hercules and Titanic did come out in the same year because I remember my fifth grade teacher hated hated. <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio. Aww. He was just a young boy. He was just a teen heart. His father had yet to take him to the city to see the marching band. (laughs) 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 Well, then he grew up to be the savior for the broken, the beaten, and the... I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I don't even like my chemical romance. Anyway... Um, Should we we get into the Yeah, let's let's talk about the movie. That's great. Thank you, Kayla. So, um... I have a factoid to be. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I forgot about my factoid. Oh, I have one, a quick one, too. So, when it was, 
uh, released internationally, they had to change the name for when it came out in um, like the Mediterranean because people looked at, at people know Greek mythology there. Oh yeah, and they know it's not going to be accurate at all. So the movie's title was actually changed to Beyond the Myth of Hercules. Not just Hercules, beyond the myth of Hercules. <laughs> just had to clarify. Actually, Greece uh, was very against this movie because they said they, it was like butchering their Yeah, that's history. that's why they changed the name in Greece. So, mm-hmm. so um, the movie opens with Charlton Heston. Yeah, that's Charlton Heston doing the narration. <laughs> uh, so... <laughs> Consider, considering the gospel music that happens in this movie, of course they'd get Moses to do this. <laughs> so, um, Charlton Heston, uh, so there's a point where the muses get introduced, and Charlton Heston actually has to say the words, you go, girls. Uh, and he actually was insistent. He says, instead of you go, girls, can I say, go ahead, young lady? <laughs> Which is the whitest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> the music is mostly gospel music. And again, this is where the directors get weird. Because they're like, you know what? We need a Greek chorus. Because of course, it's a it's Greek mythology. We need a Greek chorus. What kind of song style should we use for this Greek chorus? Gospel. Because gospel talk, praises God, right? It's perfect. And um, <laughs> the directors actually went up to Alan Menken and asked if, uh, gave him that idea, like, oh, we're thinking of doing gospel music for uh, the Greek chorus. Uh, for those who don't know, Alan Menken did the music for Little Shop of Horrors, <laughs> which has, uh, like, basically R&B and Motown-inspired music. And <laughs> so they... Uh, I. I got to read the recount from the actual one of the directors, which is great. They said, Alan Menken paused and said, isn't that a bit too derivative of my previous work? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he ran with it. He was still, but uh, Alan Menken actually made fun of uh, Ron Clements and uh, John Musker because you have these five um, black women and they're directing them on how to sing gospel music. And they're like, you're basically two white guys directing these women on how to sing <laughs> and apparently uh one of the directors said this isn't surprising because uh back when we worked on little mermaid and we had buddy hackett play um uh scuttle he actually turned to him and said uh you guys are so different from the other directors i met with you're just so white and what he meant by that was you both are so goyish <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened just now, but it sounded like cleric. Came, it sounded like the spirit of cleric came cackling down a hallway toward us. Oy vey. Yeah. <laughs> if, for listeners who don't know, our, our good friend cleric was raised Jewish or is Jewish. He's still Jewish. I don't know. Yeah. Still Jewish. <laughs> uh, so this just makes it even funnier. I'm sorry. <laughs> I forgot Buddy Hackett was Jewish. Like as soon as it's. I read that. I'm like, oh, yeah, of course he's Jewish. Like, yeah, it's Buddy Hackett. Yeah. Jeez. Anyway. Uh, so, but, but yeah, I think having the muses, having the muses be the chorus was they're They're enjoyable. I like them. They're, yeah, they're enjoyable. They're fine. It's just so it's just such a weird choice. Like gospel does not fit. It just I know why they thought to do it, but it just felt so out of place. Yeah. With the rest of the tone, like 
with the tone of the movie. Mm-hmm. It's catchy, but like, I, yeah. Um, I mean, and then we get, we get, okay, we, we get sort of the, the shorthand creation myth thing sans Kronos. Kronos does not factor into it at all. Just like, here are the Titans, here's Zeus. Zeus single handedly locked them all up. I'm like, so no, no hundred handed ones. No, hey, uh. Hey, Cleric, were you screaming at your television too, saying like, that's not the myth? <laughs> Somewhat, yes. Aw, <laughs> Ickle Baby Zeus beat them all up by himself. <laughs> sure, sure. And sealed them all in a random pit at the bottom of the ocean. Yep. Weren't they supposed to be bound to the depths of Tartarus, or was that just Kronos? It was Tartarus, yeah. Oh, it was Tartarus. I thought, okay. it, I thought it was all of them, but it might just be Kronos. I don't know. Either way, I, I, I you know, is it sad that I wanted to see, you know, Kronos eating all his children and then getting his belly... <laughs> Cut open. I think what makes it worse is the fact that the song they're singing to talk about this, they keep saying, and that's the gospel truth. And I'm like, no, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. (laughs) Nowhere near it. Not even close. Um, (laughs) Jonathan Frakes, not this time. Nope. Not (laughs) even close. It's fiction. (laughs) We made it up. Totally made up. (laughs) Uh, And then we get introduced to Hercules, baby Hercules being born, and we We get We get the, the, the requisite epic uh pan epic uh multi-pane camera pan toward olympus which is pretty good but yeah there's not like unlike a lot of movies there's not the backgrounds didn't wow me in this one there's there's some there okay no 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 wait no no no. okay that's not true the backgrounds in the mortal world and in olympus don't wow me i know what you're about to say and we'll talk about that in a second because we have the god party just to deal with first the the god baby baby shower it's a baby shower yeah but there's but the baby's already there it's Hercules. Well, no, no, there's been baby, a lot of baby showers happen after babies are uh, born. Good point. Yeah, this is the this is a divine baby shower. Yeah, I and mean, everybody's there. Technically, I my baby my mom told me my baby shower was after I was born. So. Oh, okay, fair enough. Uh, All right. So, and we were playing name that god, and that was kind of fun. Yeah, we tried to we played guess which god is which based on just their design alone. <laughs> uh, did you did you see your favorite? I know I did. Gotta spot them all. I saw Ares getting mad at the little babu cherubs. <laughs> yeah, that was. I went back and watched that a second time. I was like, oh. <laughs> you know, one thing I actually really appreciate is when we see we see a couple of the gods. I mean, obviously we see Zeus, and we see later we see we don't see Hephaestus here, but we see Hephaestus later, or maybe we do see Hephaestus here. I don't remember, but we do. See, we also see Dionysus. Yeah. And what I love about this, as a little nod to continuity, they look a lot like they did in Fantasia. That was actually really cool. I got to get props for that. Yeah, I mean they're they're a little bit different, but they more or less hold to the same rough style that they were kind of given in that one um, sketch in or the one short in Fantasia. You see Zeus, you see Hephaestus, and you see Dionysus. So that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Like I appreciated that from a weird continuity standpoint. Um, we also get uh, introduced to Hermes. Who's played by Paul Schaefer? <laughs> and it's clearly, I mean, Hermes is basically Paul Schaefer. Like, the, yeah. there's no doubt about it. I'm like... <laughs> Hermes, it's funny, all the gods have, like, bit parts, except for, like, Zeus, Hera, and Hades. And then, like, for some reason, Hermes gets, like, a, like is, like, a step below them, but a step above every other god in this movie. Because he's actually got, like, in the credits, you get, you know, his credit and his animation. Then it's, like, miscellaneous other gods. I'm like... Man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but Hermes had Paul Schaefer's glasses. Yeah. What? <laughs> he even says, what's the glasses at one point? Yeah. 
I do a, like a lot of these. A lot of these were just their voice actors. Yeah, no, this is completely true. I, a lot, the directors, a lot of them said, "Oh, we had this person in mind when we were creating this per this uh, character," and they. That's how a lot of them got hired. <laughs> and again, I'll get into that. Uh, I I don't doubt Powell Schaefer was one of them. The only disappointing part is why isn't there a piano playing this part where Hermes is on the piano? That's the disappointing part. <laughs> like mm. if you're gonna really show Paul Schaefer, <laughs> fair, have him playing those keys. Uh, I do want to commend Rip Torn as Zeus. That is good casting. It's it's pretty good casting. Yeah, I didn't see anything like detailed about them casting Rip Torn. It was just oh yeah, he's great as Zeus, and I'm like yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Like, and if it, this wasn't as family-friendly a movie as it was, I could totally see Rip Torn still playing Zeus as he's chasing some nymph around, you know? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, Rip Torn, actually, if... if <laughs> I'm going to turn into a fish. Oh, you turn into a bird? I turn into a bird. <laughs> like, I, I could totally see Rip Torn doing, uh, philandering. I, I'm trying to make the, the, find the nicest word to say as cheating. Like, I, I don't know, uh... If I'm going to mess it up, I'm going to mess it up. That's fine. Yeah. This is PG-13. Yeah. It's okay. It's uh, a horned dog. I'm going to do it. Don't do it, Zeus. Yeah, I can still see Riptorn. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> I didn't regret it. <laughs> I can see Riptorn still doing that. Yeah. That's really well. Um. So, yeah, b- baby shower for Hercules. They give him a Pegasus. Cutes. QC. Does not emerge from the blood of Medusa's severed head. No. <sighs> yeah. I- <laughs> <laughs> Disney is ecstatic to be able to make things out of plush toys. You know, yeah, well, I, every character, like, it's it's the animal sidekick trope. At least they get him in there early. I don't really have... <sighs> Pegasus is just kind of there for me. There's mm-hmm. some there's some goofy bits, but Pegasus is just kind of there. The noises he makes are fantastic. <laughs> I is... was so surprised to learn that he had a voice actor. Yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. More so uh, of who it was, because who is he it? Was, it's it's Frank Welker, Ray Stance, that, Slimer, that's oh. the real Ghostbusters. Oh, I didn't know that. And, yeah, I didn't yeah, know it. He's also, but it didn't. He's also Fred, but it did. It doesn't surprise me because it's Frank Welker. The man is a legend. We've yes. talked about him so many times on this pod. Of, why didn't they? I mean, the moment you were like, "Oh wait, yeah, he would have a voice actor," and in my brain, I'm like, it didn't say who it was, but I, I'm. Like ninety nine percent sure it's Frank Welker. Mm-hmm. It didn't say. Yeah. It didn't say in the credits. At least the credits we saw, which we didn't watch the whole credits. Admittedly, we watched true. the first part. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, it's like oh yeah, cutesy baby. He gets a new Pegasus, and then we're get introduced to the most amazing character and villain in this movie. It's it's Maleficent snubbed at a baby. Oh no, it's it's her, it's Hades who's also snubbed at a baby shower. What do you want? It's me, <laughs> Hades. 80s. So, <laughs> um, good, good, good Hades impressions. <laughs> he said with no sarcasm whatsoever. So, um, I got backstory on this. Yeah, because Hades was the most difficult person or character to cast. Apparently, mm-hmm. they did not have James Wood in mind at all for this character. Okay. So they actually had Jack Nicholson. <laughs> They tried to get Jack Nicholson. Actually, Jack Nicholson was on board for this. He was actually going to commit. And uh, all the animators were like, great, we got Jack Nicholson. So they were trying to design him like Jack Nicholson. But then uh, 
Disney said, oh, here's what, what we're paying you. It's about a half mil. And he's like, no, I get paid 10 to 15 million plus half of your merchandise. And they're like, <laughs> they're like, um, here's another deal. And he said, I'll pass. He, he just, it was, uh, he was too expensive. Let's be honest. Uh, this stressed out a lot of the animators because they're like, we were so prepared. Like we, what? Um, and even the writing was like, tr- like aimed at a Jack Nicholson type character. Um, eventually they cast John Lithgow. They actually, they did hire him and they filmed his parts. Like he worked there for on it for nine months, but it, for them, they were like, it just wasn't working. This, it just wasn't going right like the humor just was not there and they said he was very professional he was like the nicest guy and he is a great actor just it it just wasn't there so they had they let him go in 1995 luckily later that year he got uh to be on third rock from the sun and that premiered (laughs) so he just he needed to find his uh he just he got his niche well, it's... I mean, it's not Lithgow, but, like... It's like, oh, I didn't get Hades? Guard, but... mm, here's my two Emmys. Ha-ha. <laughs> uh, hey, did... their loss is our gain. Yeah, in well, the end. Here's, here's the interesting part. So they auditioned a bunch of other people, and one of them was James Woods. And his audition did stick out in their minds. Uh, I, so James Woods asked him, like, okay, uh, how would you describe this character? And they said, oh, he's charming and ruthless. And James Woods joked, Sounds like some studio executives I know. <laughs> so then, after doing that, he... I have a good feeling about this. So he played Hades um, as, like, basically like a Hollywood executive, like, fast-talking, and, well, I mean, you, you watch it, it's that's what it is. And he's, um, he's basically like a t- car dealer. Uh, and they... That wasn't what they had in mind. The directors were going to pass him over but then they kept him coming back to him and even like people listening to him like he's he's great why aren't you hiring him and they realize this is what we should do actually you know what no this is how we should portray hades and uh they changed the model to hades and um if you look at the model it looks a lot like jeffrey katzenberg <laughs> <laughs> yeah hey, did my hair go out yeah that that was yeah that was intentional Oh, yeah, without the flaming hair. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's so good. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's so good. Because, I mean, someone, uh, a writer um, who got their story actually said, it's interesting. They made a deal with the devil and decided to base the devil off of (laughs) that same guy. (laughs) I'm so proud of literally, I'm so proud of of the directors right now. Yeah. Like I said, I feel like at this point they just said, you know what? We're just going to do whatever. We can do whatever because you know what, uh, Jeffrey. Je- we'll put in the bare minimum, and then we'll get to do our space pirate movie. Yeah, it's a deal. But by that point, Jeffrey was gone. So, mm-hmm. so anyway, uh, and good riddance. Ah, oh, Hades is such a great actor. Yeah. Like, oh my goodness. Okay, so so Hades Hades shows up, and Hades has. Hades has some of the best animation in the movie applied to him, and that's for darn sure. Look at his hair. Look at the times he gets angry and he flares, and then the fire and the guy. Yeah. But look at how he moves too. It's not—he's not walking; he's gliding, and there's smoke. There's really good gags with him that happen. Like uh, I know we're jumping ahead a little bit, but like when even when he's antagonizing Hercules and he just turns the smoke and floats around, just just everything about him is so like 
hazy and 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 flow. Honestly, it's like really cool. I feel like Gerald Scarf's animation worked best for Hades. Definitely, yeah. Um, in this case, I think that type of artwork actually went in his favor. Um, yeah. So Hades is the villain now. Even though he was never really the villain in Greek it, mythology, sad, he was just kind of. He's like one of my favorite gods too. Like. He just got the short straw when, you know, he, Zeus, and Poseidon were trying to decide who was going to be the chief of the Pantheon. Actually, who is... What's your favorite Greek god? So I, I, I think you've told me it was Hades, but I don't... No, yeah, it's probably... It's probably well, does, does, I like Hades. Does, Karen's not a god, but he's one of my favorite figures in that <laughs> mythology. Uh, what about you, Cleric? Uh, it's probably Hades. <laughs> yeah, so we're all on the same... Boat here, like Hades is a yeah. Castle. Boat going down the river Styx, and by the way, now we are passing through um, the fields, of, the the well, the plain of the. Well, the idea is well, the black poplar fields. The reason why Hades is at the party is he's greeting like his new. I mean, they never say it out loud, but it is his nephew. Yeah, they never say that. They say his rival. They never say that they're explicitly brothers. No, um, but basically, Hades does show that he kind of hates him because uh, he gave him the job of like you know, caring for the underworld, and uh, he's bitter about it. I mean, Hades, the original Hades, too, was bitter about working for the underworld, but... Yeah. Uh, he did his job well, but yeah. he didn't enjoy it. Uh, and I'm not gonna lie, they, I mean, they're making... Like, Zeus is kind of a jerk, he's like... And it's silly. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'd say, I'd say um, Zeus is clueless. Mm-hmm, yeah. He has no uh, social graces, so... But yeah, then we then we cut to the underworld. The does is does the underworld look amazing to you as much as it does to me? Yes. Oh god, yes. The boat ride in. Oh, it was so visually appealing. Oh yeah, I was like, dude, like the way that they betray like the river sticks and then when he's like going in through the tunnel where the Oh, it's so You see his palace at the end of it and I'm like, okay, so this is where all the stuff in the underworld is where the backgrounds shine. Oh yeah, it looks amazing. Yeah. I I'm like, I wanna be there. That's so cool. Oh, uh, this is my dark side, Joy. Oh no, that's fine. This is this is you. You have to take what joy you can for this movie. When the best part of the movie is the villain, mm-hmm. and that's true of a lot of the yeah. Disney movies, but here, here it really is Hades. Hades, it makes this movie mm-hmm. pretty much. Uh, he he is meeting with the. F- oh no 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 no! We got to talk about pain and panic. Oh, we got to talk about pain and panic. <laughs> yeah. uh, 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 oh, talk about them. <laughs> They're bumbling sidekick characters, villain sidekick characters. You are a requirement in every movie. So, uh, by the way, Payne was actually written for Bobcat Goldwaith in mind. He didn't know this when he was auditioning for it. <laughs> yeah. He said, when he found out, he asked, he, he said, I said, why did you have me audition then? But I don't know. If I didn't get the job due to the fact it was based on me, I definitely would have liquored me up somewhere in underwear and going, uh, uh, I couldn't even get a job playing me. <laughs> <laughs> I keep forgetting, like, these... They've worked with a lot of comedians, and these comedians are really funny. <laughs> yeah. And then, so that's 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 Payne, right? Yeah, Payne is played by Bobcat Goldwaith. And, and then Panic was Matt Frewer? Yeah, I try to look up his career and he's been in a bunch of stuff but um stuff you haven't not really familiar seen. with i i mean he's he's apparently he's right now claim to fame is that he's on uh orphan black but i've never mm, seen orphan okay black, so orphan is the new black 
Yep, there's a new show called Orphan Black. No, it's a there's a show called Orphan Black. It's about clones and stuff like that. Some it's side. about it's about Matt Frewer. Matt, well, he's cloning himself into <laughs> Panic in real life. Um, no. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> IRL because he would. Uh... So and they're just they shape shift too. They're like shape shifting. They they bones. grew they kind of grew on me as the movie went on because they actually do stuff that's kind of useful mm-hmm. and they're not a and and, and Bobcat Goldthwait is like is legitimately funny and his voice is funny and mm-hmm. I like it. Haha, <laughs> funny voice. But um, you know I don't know. It's like it's like as soon as they showed up, I was like, are these guys going to annoy me? Not really. They didn't bother me in this movie. I think because the movie needed characters absurd characters with pers- with like big personalities well, like this I mean, because our main character doesn't have that well here's the problem <laughs> yeah i know we'll get again we'll get to that. The, the problem with this uh not the problem but like this film is supposed to be a screwball comedy that's why a lot there's a lot of ridiculous characters and it's just kind of sad that our main lead isn't i the rest of the stuff is pretty screwball like the stuff around yeah. it's pretty screwball and but I, enjoy I, that. I get the fact that they probably did it because they need a straight character yeah, right, but you could have made it more interesting. But whatever. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he's meeting meeting with the fates, and one of the fates sounded so familiar. I was like, I can't place <laughs> that voice, and I know it's someone. So I looked it up. I'm like, Amanda Plummer, really? Honey Bun from uh, Pulp Fiction? <laughs> uh, have you seen that movie, Cleric? Uh, yes. So you, so I, I'm just imagine the woman who said, "Any of you, Brian Box move, and I will execute every latest murder one of you." As a voice of the <laughs> yeah, book. it's great. <laughs> I love it. Um, <laughs> uh, sorry. No, it's good. It's good. Uh, I want to keep that in, but I'll just do the censoring there. Oh god. <laughs> okay. Uh. <laughs> Also, they got uh, Carol Shelley uh, as one of the fates as well. David would know who she is. Oh, yeah? David. Wait, uh, that name sounds familiar. Yes, it does. You would know her from uh, the Aristocats Uh as um, one of the Gable sisters. The, the, like the... Oh! Yeah. Really? Yeah, she, uh, she returned from years past. Wait, 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 is this the same? She also played Lady Cluck, right? She was also the voice of Lady Clock. Yes. Okay, good. Mm, sorry. Man, Where? the, Arist- the Aristocats is one of those movies that I know I've seen, but the only part I know about that movie is the is the song. Oh, everybody. 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 Yeah, that's Yeah. Me. I didn't remember a lot of the movie till we rewatched it for this podcast, so it makes sense to me. It's better than actually uh if you feel like rewatching it during this quarantine. Uh it's not a bad film. It actually is it's uh, better than I remember it being. Same, yeah. Um, go, listen, go listen to our episode about the Aristocats if you haven't already. Just do it. Do it, cowards. Do it. Uh, but yeah, so the fates are telling him, and it's a very complicated like whole thing. I get well, we get we get some foreshadowing with the whole they cut the thread of life thing, which is important. Oh yeah, they have the scissors. They cut the thread. A ghost floats through. That, you get now serving five thousand and five five billion and one or something like I, that. I did like that, but that's what they actually did. That's the fates actually right but i'm saying that's important that they they use they have them 
use that. They we get a, a early established thing of that thing where they they you have to show them cutting it because it becomes important later in the movie. No, and I, I'm glad they did that. Yeah. I'm just saying I also like the fact they kept that from Greek mythology. That's actually a part of yeah. Greek mythology. So they're helping Hades with his plan. No, well, they they're don't. They're not going to. They're just visiting Hades, and then they're, Hades kind of coaxes them into giving him a prophecy. Yeah. So uh, the prophecy is that uh, planets will align. Very closely together, apparently. <laughs> yeah, and... based on the uh, causing huge catastrophic uh, gravitational damage in the process, I'm sure. <laughs> um, and the Titans will be released by Hades, and the Titans will bring the gods down, and then Hades will be ruler. However, if Hercules fights in that battle, uh, Hades will fail. So he realized, oh, Hercules is the dude I need to take down. Okay, luckily he's a baby, so. He doesn't do it himself, though. He sends pain and panic to do it, which is, of course, why they mess up. Uh, the, well, the reason here's the thing: you can't kill a god, so he just happens to have. A- he has he has god he has god removing juice. That's all, the best name I could think of for it. I don't know why he would have that undeity juice. Is that like was that ever in Greek mythology? Like is that no? Okay, I figured like that, that I know of, and it also begs the question of why did he just give it to Zeus? Yeah, actually. He did like he spikes Zeus's drink. Oh with yeah. Zeus yeah. would have immediately downed it and it's like, "Oh, I'm suddenly not a god anymore." <laughs> yeah, this this riptorn Zeus would have chugged on that. If- <laughs> <laughs> well, especially like like, you know, I could well god, I don't know. I don't know what the extent of Zeus's powers is cuz he he's supposed to be this all-powerful, you know, the father, you know, the, the the most powerful of all the gods and you know, but and yet Dude, the dude's clueless. The dude is oh, he's freaking absolutely. clueless. So he, yeah, you make raise a very good question. Hades didn't think that far ahead. He's too fixated on the prophecy, but but he already had the, the, the undeity juice. It was. I'm, I'm calling it. That's the official title. Undeity juice. Undeity. Registered trademark. Mm-hmm. Well, another tri- tricky thing is. <laughs> oh, oh, guys, it's too bad he didn't use it on Zeus because then it could be control Zeus. <laughs> The undo button for Zeus's back. <laughs> so yeah, pain and panic kidnap the baby Hercules. Oh, I, I this this part cracked me up because this is something you would never see in Greek mythology. You would never see Hera be like my baby, and you'd never see Zeus give a dramatic no. <laughs> Yes, Hera would cry over her baby. Hera, the woman who threw her own <laughs> child. Yeah, you'd never see this. And Zeus and Zeus didn't barely cared any iota about any of his children. Oh no, his not illegitimate a- children he had with like everything under the sun. Yeah, they were all illegitimate. Remember how in Percy Jackson, if you've read the Percy Jackson book, that's actually kind of a big deal. There's an entire calf of half bloods because none of the gods can keep it in their pants. Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And Zeus, especially. Uh, so many Zeus children. So many Zeus children. And, and so anyway, pain and panic. They uh they have to make him drink every last drop before they kill him. But then they immediately get startled by um the Kents who show. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, Pa Kent. I know they have names. I just can't remember them. Uh, I'm just gonna call refer to them as Mom, Pa Kent. And similar to the Kents, they see a baby and they're like, "Yep, it's ours now." Yep. But not before that baby strangles pain and panic while they're snake in snake form. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What should we name him? They look on. He. By the way, Her, uh, Hercules is this <laughs> child with a necklace, uh, or like a medallion. Sorry, it's a medallion yeah. that has uh, 
the symbol of Zeus on, on the back, it says Hercules. But what they saw was Clark. Oh, that's a nice name. <laughs> <laughs> Clarkules. Clarkules. <laughs> the beyond the myth of Clarkules. Uh, uh, Her Clark? No, that didn't come out right. Hera, Hera Clark. Hera Clark would be good. Isn't he? Yeah. Well, actually. Hera Clark. Yeah. Hera yeah. Clark, there Clark, everywhere Clark, Clark. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, cause, uh, because... Old Farmer Kent had a son. E-I-E-I-O. Because Hercules, uh, didn't drink that last drop. Yeah, because apparently farmers can really scare demons. Yeah. Imps? I don't know what... I, I assume demons? They could be imps? I don't know what they are. They're monsters. They're shape-shifting monsters from the underworld. Yeah, basically. Um... But uh, that, I mean, that was the important part about Hercules was his strength. So that's his main feature is the fact he's super strong. Like, yeah, they made weirdly, that a big deal earlier, too. Like, you know, what's interesting is uh, we have a little montage where they jump ahead in time. And now Zeus and Hera know exactly where he is at a certain point, but he can't they can't go to him because he's now he's mortal, except for his deity strength that he still has. So... Um, so he, he's like 17? He's like, yeah, 17 or something. By, or 16, something like that. But by the way, is it just me or is, I, I actually was with him. Like when he was a teenager, I, I felt for him. I'm like, oh gosh, poor awkward teenager. Teenage life sucks. But then as, as soon as he turned to an adult, I'm like, wow, you're so boring. <laughs> yeah. I, is it, is it me or? No, no, it's not you. I feel it too. No. I really do. Cause Man. I. I actually did like young Hercules. I liked, he was gangly. He was awkward. He, I mean, he had super strength, but like. He didn't, he couldn't control it. He couldn't control it. And that's, that's appealing to me. That's, that's endearing. And he's trying to figure out who he is. And this is that I want to hear his story. And that's probably why they, when they did the animated series, they p- focused around him. Like young Hercules going to school. Prequel Hercules. Yeah. Did you know about this, Claire? Like, uh, there was a Saturday morning cartoon based around, uh, the Hercules movie? Yes. Okay, cool. I, I do believe I remember watching some of it. Not as much as I watched Aladdin. Oh, yeah. But... They had a crossover at one point. Oh, of course they did. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's inevitable. But, like, I, the, the one I remember... Um, at one point they, they went somewhere where they ended up meeting, you know, they, Hercules met everybody who, the Romans, and they got the Roman god names for everybody. And I remember very distinctly at the end of the episode, Hades going, what? They call me Pluto? Pluto of all things. I wouldn't even make my dog Pluto. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. Fun fact. James Wood loves this character so much. He's told Disney, whatever you want. Like, if you, it doesn't matter, even the most minuscule things for Hades, if you get Hades as a character, I will play him. That's why when you play, uh, Kingdom Hearts, who is it? It's James Woods. <laughs> yeah. The animated series, yep, James Woods is coming back for, uh, Hades. <laughs> the House of Mouse, yep, it's James Woods, everybody. I wish, I, I wish I could love something as much as James Woods loves Hades. <laughs> whatever you want, whatever you want, I'm back. <laughs> Yeah, I'm here. I'm Hades, Lord of the Dead. Hey, how are you? Hey, how are you? Um. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we can, we can. I think we can gloss over a lot of this. I do want to point out Newman. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, Wayne Knight has a voice in this as the guy who holds the. Um... He owns the, the local pottery barn. <laughs> <laughs> it was really fun. It was really interesting to hear him all just out of nowhere. I'm like, oh hi, Wayne Knight. So. I th- I, it's so clearly him, and I think the funny, uh, although there is that part of me just to make a joke, it's like, Hercules, we are Hercules here! See, no one cares. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I like the I, I I get where they starting to get the screwball part in when when Hercules actually knocks over the entire like essentially like colonnade. Yeah, like it's just uh Domino style. It, it's pretty. It's it's funny. The slapstick parts land sometimes and other times they don't. I mean, but... I, I did laugh out loud for a lot of this. So. I did. Oh, I did too. Yeah, mostly with Hades though. Yeah. yeah. Well, and well, actually, with Meg too, but we'll get into no. Yeah, I have. Yeah, we're yeah, get, we got... we'll, we'll get into Meg. <laughs> yeah, but we get we get. Um, it's actually pretty early. We get uh the I want song, and it's important because it's the it's go the distance, and it's a good song. And it's sang by Roger Bart, which is interesting. <laughs> so the reason. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. So I, no, it's interesting when I figured this out because um, what I know Roger Bart from is he was uh. He played Carmen Ghia in The Producers. For those who don't know, uh, Carmen Ghia is the gayest man. Like, he is a gay stereotype. So. He is, he, 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 uh, what character is he playing? Flaming. Oh, yeah. He's playing the concept of flaming. Oh, no, he really is. That's, that's the whole idea is, of his character in The Producers. And, like, <laughs> and I, I've, I've seen, and he returned actually for the 2005 producers, which I saw him in. So him like knowing this guy, this guy who's like does like skipping and is like keep it gay, keep it gay, and he sings "Go the Distance" and nails it. This is a good song, and he's really good at singing. Oh uh, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh my goodness, this is such a good song. It's 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 the one bit. I think where where Herc as a character shines through a little bit because it's because it's at this point he's got a goal and he's still awkward and he's still reaching for it and then and then we get the 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 reveal that he's Superman from oh, his yeah. parents or his dad yeah. we need here's we only found you with this big obvious medallion you're adopted you're not really our child I do appreciate that they're not ruled out of the movie at that point like he you can tell he still cares about them as parents and oh then, yeah like we get I they, they you know it's hard for him to leave them but they he goes and he goes to find out where he's really from and uh he goes to the temple of zeus and because he has the symbol of the gods on there and that's yeah he him to the temple of yeah zeus. i don't know why he had that medallion i don't remember that, that he, was... it was given to him during the baby thing. baby shower yeah he had it on him on during the baby shower yeah i know that but i'm trying to remember if there was a bit where you actually no, see just it being it. given to him he just has it. um he goes there and lightning strikes the big statue as he prays to it and uh zeus and I, I love how, okay, so the pacing in this movie, I actually think is pretty good. The, the, he pretty readily accepts that Zeus is his dad. This happens oh, yeah. very fast. Does that yeah. seem weird to, to you too, Claire? Uh, yeah, yeah, because he's running away. He's like, holy, holy heckaroni. This thing's trying to grabify me. Oh, wait, you're my dad? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Papa? I'm here. Put Griffin McElroy here. That's my dad. That's my dad. It's, it's, um. Yeah, like Zeus. But then again, if Zeus, the biggest god of all, is telling you, "Yeah, you're my son," I'm like, "Yeah, of course I am. I don't, I'm not going to deny that." The god who I worship and like controls all the other gods is telling me I'm his child. But are we yep. all? Aren't we all your? Aren't we all your children, Zeus? Um, well, to an extent. I mean. <laughs> Different movie. Anyway, that's when Pegasus comes back too. He's just like, "Here's how you gotta get back to Olympus. You gotta go be a hero and stuff." Oh, and here's your here's your horse. Actually, I I should say this because David and I uh, talked about this 
that the only way he can become a god is to prove himself a great hero. To which David's like, where was this in Greek mythology? I'm like, you know what? No, this isn't bad. Because a lot of um, heroes were, like, treated like gods. And that was the well, idea. Well, they were deified by the people. But yes. were they necessarily deified by... Were, were they... Like, if you look at the other gods, would the other gods have readily accepted them into the pantheon? Well, there's been a, I mean, there's, plenty I mean, of mortals there's, who were deified. I mean, that's true in mythology. I mean, like, you know what's funny is the, the first person that springs to mind is not even from Greek mythology. It's Imhotep. Oh, yeah. Okay, I can see the that. The real person who was given divine status upon their passing, you know? like. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think. There's another... I didn't, um, I know Cishe also received, uh, godhood as well, mm-hmm. but that's because, uh, uh, Cupid fell in love with her. Right. Or Eros fell in love with her. Uh, oh my goodness. I'm trying to think if there was any, but it, that was just an idea that, that, I mean, I think that's the idea. Like, you prove yourself a hero, you prove yourself worthy, and then you can join Mount Olympus. Well, I think, I think that's one of the main things why they didn't make uh, Hercules a demigod. Like, they, they wanted to make him a full-blooded child well, of gods reason... in this, too. Oh, I mean, I, I get the I get the reason, but, like, in the universe, in the logic of beyond the myth of Hercules, <laughs> um, <laughs> it makes more Jesus sense that he would go back to Olympus as a, as a, as a god, like a full-fledged god. Mm-hmm. Like, he gets his, he gets his divine power back, but he was, he was the child of two gods, so, instead of being just a demigod. So, anyway. Um, so he has to go be a hero, or... But here's the thing, his... And this is kind of what bugs me. His whole drive during the whole thing is, oh, I need to... I have to become a hero so I can join the gods. Of course, this is what I've been... This is exactly what I want. And it's like, is it, though? And I get the you know, whole idea. It's like, he's trying to figure out where he belongs, and that's why he... Because he doesn't feel like he belongs here, where people are like, you're a freak, because you're strong. And you ruin stuff. Jerkules. At least, okay, it, I gotta give props. They could have easily just been like, oh, he's super strong, he's weird. It's the fact he actually destroys things. He is a klutz through and through. And that, I mean, He's a screw-up. He does, he messes up. Yeah. And I like that. I, I love, I, I, I genuinely love this idea of a gangly kid who doesn't know his own strength. Yeah. So, uh... Jumping uh, ahead, he gets his Pegasus. Pegasus and him remember each other at, with the headbutt, which is cool. Even though they only know each other for like a couple days in the past or whatever. And then off they go. And then they go to meet Phil at the island with all the ruined statues and stuff. And all the goats. And there's some nymphs. Uh, yeah, Philatides. Philatides. Uh, by the way, is anyone else bothered by the way that Phil was introduced? By the fact that, like, because um, Hercules is like, oh, there's no one around. And then he looks and he sees these nymphs, uh, like, by the water and just giggling. And then he looks over and he... Like, he hears a goat sound and just sees these goat legs. And he's like, oh, little guy, you're stuck. And he pulls him out, and it's Phil. And you realize, oh, my gosh, Phil was peeping on them. Phil was perving on these nymphs. It didn't bother me, but only because he's a satyr, and that's what satyrs do. Yeah, but this is a Disney movie. You know, there were... There were multiple not-kid-friendly things that happened in very quick succession. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> wow, my favorite's coming up. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, stop us when we get there, for sure. Um, I Now we're going to... So Phil is played by uh, Danny DeVito. The trash man. 
And uh, you mean Danny DeVito is played by Danny DeVito? Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> no, 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 no. Musker and Clements envisioned Danny DeVito when they were creating this character. And, uh, but Danny DeVito declined. And so they're like, okay, we'll audition other people. And then when they were auditioning Red Buttons, who um, David knows from yeah. uh, uh, Peace Dragon. Yeah. He reads for it and then he looks to them and he says, I know what you're going to do. You're going to give this part to Danny DeVito. I would have loved to see this with red buttons, though, just being honest. Yeah. So finally, they're like, he's right. We have to get Danny DeVito. So they set up a lunch while Danny DeVito was directing Matilda. And they talked to him and they said, here's what we're thinking and all that. And then after having a conversation, Danny DeVito agreed to it. Um, actually, funny enough, um, when they were trying to figure out who to have as Hades, and they're like, we want a Jack Nicholson type character. Um, Danny DeVito's like, why not just ask Jack Nicholson? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize that part of it. Yeah. Wow. Um, uh, yeah, but it's clearly just Danny DeVito playing Danny DeVito. It's, it's yeah. Phil's character is just Danny DeVito. Um, and, Washed up trainer Danny DeVito, but well, Danny DeVito nonetheless. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he's definitely jaded and Hercules is like, oh, I want you to train me to be a fight, uh, a hero. He's like, nah, I don't do that anymore. And then they introduce that weird gag where he's like, two words, I am retired. And he always does this, this thing where he's got, I've got this many words. And then he, and there's like two or three beats in that movie. And I, the only reason I remember it is that was played to exhaustion in other places where they would use him outside of the movie. Oh uh, yeah, you didn't they did that quite a bit in Kingdom Hearts if I recall. You know, yeah. you know, you know why that's funny? Why? Because I am retired in Greek is only two words. <gasps> that's right. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's really funny. <laughs> to be fair, there's also that bit later that's a, a play on I'm sorry I'm jumping ahead, but there's that bit uh where the, you know, the kids are stuck under the rock. Uh, her oh, yeah. say, and they yell, call, call I-V-I-I or I-X-I-I. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is the Roman numerals for 911. That's, <laughs> God, I love that. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> you want to get the I-V-I-I on that? I'll give. <laughs> uh, here, I guess uh, Phil show, shows him his room of like, here's all the heroes I trained, including Achilles. And it's like, he he was the best of the best. I'm like, yeah, because he was dipped in the river Styx. Like, this was intentional. He he couldn't be hurt. But because his mom dipped him with his by his uh heel, that's why his heel was his weak point. Mm. And that's how he dies. He gets shot in the air. <laughs> I like the fact he's saying that uh like saying, Oh yeah, he was the best of the best, but then he died by an arrow to the heel, and that's considered a failure that that's how yeah. you can go the distance. I'm like, is that a bit harsh? I think at that point, Phil was like, why does this always happen to me? It's must- a corpse it's me, can't go the distance. <laughs> uh, he only agrees to train Herc after he basically throws a giant discus from a statue. No, on he does right? not. He's Because st- he goes into a song after he throws a discus and proves his strength. <laughs> But no, he, he agrees to train him. Oh, yeah, he starts no. to do the song, and then, yeah, yeah sorry. Because uh, um, he goes into the song, and he says, uh, t- uh, I got two words, words for you. And then Sue strikes him down with a <laughs> thunderbolt. And that's why he says, okay. Because, I mean, th- one of the things that happens is Hercules says, no, I- I'm doing this because I need to join uh, the Pantheon. And 
Bill laughs about that, like, that's ridiculous. Oh, yeah, that's right. And that's what leads into the song. But then he realizes, after being struck by lightning, <laughs> that's what costs Zeus saying, um, excuse me, guys, I need to interfere. <clears throat> Mufasa could have done that. <laughs> I think, I think, I think Zeus is a better dad. Let's be real. <laughs> Wait, did you say Zeus is a better dad? In this universe, because here, Mufasa's just like, you have to go figure this out on your own, and he just floats away. But he, he's got it. He's Sky Dad, just like, do this thing, and then he leaves. But here's Zeus, just like, boom, he actually takes action. <laughs> I'm just being, I'm just being silly. Um, this song, so the, uh, One Last Hope that Phil sings. It's okay. I, it's okay. So here's the, I feel like the songs are so out of place. Like, you got the gospel songs, and there's like three of them, and they're in their own category. Go This Distance is a completely different style. It's the Broadway I Want song. This song, it's it's another Broadway song, but it's it's it's, it's what you'd hear in a in a. <sighs> it, I you know it sounds like something from a funny thing that happened on the way to the forum. That's what I feel like. It Everybody was. ought to have me. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, but I don't know. I I don't know how to describe. It's definitely a Broadway song for the most part, but um, it it just. These songs don't fit, you know? Like, they don't, like, you gospel, Disney, like, clear Disney song, and then... Uh, Go the Distance fits, but I think... I mean, Go the Distance sounds like a Disney song. Two of yeah. these songs sound like songs that should be in Disney movies, and he, Phil's song just sounds like it's it's a montage song. Yeah. And... It, it, it is. It, we have to, we, Time actually passes during the course of this song. The gags, the gags in it are funny. I do remember the gags. Those are those are good. It's sad because um, the next movie we watch, Mulan, has an amazing montage song. Why is that sad though? Because I we have to talk about this montage song. <laughs> <laughs> do we though? Why don't we go? Why don't we go ahead and move ahead? Okay. We're 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 kind of you know we don't have to super go deep with anything here really like but there's a song Phil sings it Dan DeVito does a fine job at it because mm-hmm. he's Dan DeVito and then uh, Herc is an adult and he's like yeah I'm ready to go be a hero now let's go do this thing and Phil's like okay here's the deal we're gonna go to Thebes and you're gonna Thebes it's is the proving ground what, basically. what did they call it the big the big, big olive. olive. The big olive. Ha 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 ha. But they don't get the, before they get to thieves. You hear a stock scream sound. Yeah, that's weird. They use a lot of stock sound. Like there's actually a Wilhelm scream at one point. That's not that surprising. Yeah, I've heard the Wilhelm scream so many times. No, it's the stock scream sound they use for Meg. And then he flies down, and we see we see Meg for the first time being harassed by Meg is so awesome, but not in the way that you would think. Get, uh. <laughs> Before, I mean, we're going to talk a bit about Ned, but I, I do want to say before we lose sight of it, he's, she's being harassed by Nessus, who is played by Jim Cummings. Oh, yeah, it's clearly Jim Cummings. Who plays a couple other characters in this, but he only really get, the only major credit we see is for him is, as um, as Nessus. Well, he does get a name. Like, they, yeah. she actually refers to him as Nessus, so. Yeah. I, 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 Nessus is from the... The Greek myths. The yeah. Greek myths, yeah, so. Uh, Meg, though. Meg. So... As a young kid, I couldn't relate to this character. She is absolutely an adult character. As an adult, oh, yeah. With now having a history experience, yeah. Um, or, cause this is a woman, like, this is probably the first Disney heroine to, um, be in a previous relationship. 
Like, mm-hmm. she's been scorned. Like, that's the whole idea behind her character. She's sar- she's sarcastic and uh, quir- like and gives quips in order to hide the pain of her basically selling her soul to... Only to get jilted. Yeah. And, um, I don't know. It's interesting that they would choose a character like that for a kid's film. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a different character. I, I do like that, but, um, one of my, so another thing too is she is voiced by Susan Egan. And Susan Egan <laughs> is so awesome. You can't see it, but Kayla is bouncing. No, I, okay, so, I actually met Susie Negan. She's a very nice woman. Um, I saw her perform uh, at my old community college uh, back in 2013, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Maybe 2012. Um, so her claim to fame before this was she was actually Belle on Broadway, in the Beauty and the Beast um, Broadway musical. And when she heard about the role for Megra, she was like, I want to do this. I, I really want to do this. And she even... You'd think because she's doing Belle on Beauty, for Beauty and the Beast on Broadway, like, she'd be a shoo-in. But she said, Alan Menken initially blocked me from going after that part. He said that the female lead in Hercules was supposed to be the cynical smartass sounding nothing at all like the sweet, innocent Belle. But what Alan didn't seem to understand is that whenever I was playing Belle, I was acting. Whereas Meg, well, that's how I was in real life. A cynical smartass. <laughs> yep. So, uh, and... The great part is, too, is uh, Susan Egan, when she auditioned, her audition was so good that um, the takes that they had of her reading the lines during her audition were actually used for the film. <laughs> not all of them. Not all of them, of course. Yeah. But, like, a couple of them actually used those takes. So she she definitely was a chewing for that part. But, like, mm. yeah, Su- Susan Egan, one, like, uh, after meeting her, and then also she plays... Uh, Rose Quartz in the new Steven Universe TV show. Yeah. So it's like, it's like, ah, she's so cool. She's such a, like, again, I met her and she's such a sweetheart. And like, seeing her perform, like, I'm like, okay, yeah, I can see she's awesome. Well, I I mean, I'm with you. I think Meg is the, is the other best character in this, in my opinion. Yeah. I think my favorite reaction or like moments are actually the conversations between her and Hades. Like... Those are good. Those are really good. You again. You got someone who's a smart Alec versus another smart Alec. That's why there's a lot of memes where it shows uh, a picture of them, and there's like there's so much sass in this. <laughs> especially later. Oh yeah. It's one of the conversations they have later. Uh, any any thoughts on this one, Cleric? On Meg. On Meg. She's great. <laughs> Sassy. She she knows what she wants, or she thinks she does. She's Shaped like a Greek <laughs> painting. She, she is so skinny. Like, yeah, she actually does look. You know, yeah, she yeah. looks like a Greek painting. You know, you know what I, you know what I appreciate. She does, and what I appreciate about the animation, I really noticed it with her. She never walks straight. She's got her hip popped one way or the other all she the sashays. time. She sashays. She swishes. She swishes everywhere, and it's kind of sexy. Like, the- oh no, she's definitely sexy. Oh yeah. That is similar to Esmeralda. Sexy is a part of her personality. Yes, and that's 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 what's that's that comes into play here and even stronger later, which is great. I love. Yeah, she's her her dialogue is so good. Mm-hmm. This, and then she has all this bit with Nessus, and then Herc tries to do his thing. He well, gets, well, almost gets his ass handed to him. Well, because one of the things that happens is um, 
like, he's trying to do the, like, sir, you need to let her down. I am a hero, hero even though I'm... Um, this is my favorite part right here. This is the Go. most inappropriate part. Go ahead. He doesn't, he, he, he's not sure, and so he looks down the check to see if it's a sir. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I didn't. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's so subtle. I, I noticed it at the time, but it was almost so like blinking, you'll miss it. Yeah. Excuse me. Uh, looks down. Sir. <laughs> Do you think he's hung like a horse? Yes. Uh, <laughs> wow. Hey. I, I think that's fair. I think I can get away with that one. But I, I think the great part, too, is Meg saying, keep moving, June. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he clobbers Nessus pretty well, honestly. Um, this, early on, it gets established that, that Pegasus does not like Meg. Because yeah. I think that's it's she's getting between, yeah, you know, her Herc's Pegasus's man, right? Yeah. Don't I mean, get between Pegasus and... Well, it's kind of like the whole best friend thing. Like, oh, that's my friend. How dare you? Yeah. It's kind of like whenever our dog barks at us whenever we kiss. She's jealous that we're not paying attention to her. It's just why she's been barking for right earlier, because she's annoyed that we're not paying attention to her right now. Um, Gracie. Never mind. So, yeah. Um, And then Phil doesn't like her because, well, he got turned down. Yep. <laughs> I, I actually do like, again, the, her dialogue is so clever. They're like, um, again, as an adult woman who has had relationships and has dealt with this, I find this even more hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she says, like, the lines is like, well, why was he messing with you? And she says, well, you know how men are. They, um, when you say, uh, yes, they ignore you, but if they say no, you, you, they think, take me, I'm yours. <laughs> and then, uh, she says, don't worry, Shorty here will tell you all about it. <laughs> <laughs> Referring to Phil. Well, because earlier on, um, Phil tries to hit on her. Yeah. And she pushes him into the water. Like, she's... So it's like, oh, yeah, he's upset because she basically snubbed him. That's... Yeah. yeah. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they move on to Thebes. No, we get in, realize oh. that uh, Meg is... Uh, oh, she's she's working with Hades because she's on... He... She... Uh, She's she was trying to get recruit Nessus for his plan uh, to, uh, take down, like bring out the Titans and then. Yeah. And that didn't work. So she's like, I'm going to add two years of your contract. We know that she owes him, uh, her soul. Yeah. We kind of get some of it. We don't know why yet at this point in the movie, but that happens. Um, they but, have a conversation. Wait, no, 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 no. Cause this is how he learns that Hercules is still alive. Oh, right. Cause pain and panic. Didn't they did yeah. the whole they pulled the whole hyena thing from? Uh, oh yeah, because uh, they were supposed to kill him and they didn't kill him. If you ever come back, we'll kill you. Oh, if he, he comes back, if, if he comes back, if yeah. I actually yeah. thought for some reason I thought this was funny. Like he's like, wait, wasn't Hercules the guy that we were supposed to? Oh my! I don't know why. <laughs> Just looks on their face as his hands come ghosting toward them. Well, them saying, oh my god. Yeah. Plus it's gold, Bobcat Goldthwait singing, screaming, oh my god! It's, it's pretty good. Which god? Oh, they, probably Hades himself. Yeah. Because they, he's, you know, so they're, they're literally saying, oh my god, because their god is reaching out to kill them. <laughs> or at least punish them. I, I actually did like the joke. This is such a nice joke. He's like, Hercules is a popular name. He's like, yeah, remember when all the boys were named Jason and all the girls were named Brittany? <laughs> God, this movie is so dated. It's true. That is such. 
It's it is dated in like the most charming kind of way though, in a weird way. Yeah. Like when the jokes when they land, they really land. Although like that actually cracked me up. Yeah, that made me laugh too. But although funny enough, here's the thing: as a adult, all the ki- like all the men around me are named Michael, Benjamin. Yeah, those are the two popular ones. Um, well, we know a lot of Benjamins. We sure do. And Christopher's as well. Yep. And Andrews looks at cleric. Help. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, then David's like. Yeah. There's, there's quite a bit. Of That's Davids. yeah. Okay. Let's be, let's be real. People don't have original names anymore. In the nineties, in eighties, yeah, when they were. Na- we can't all be named like. Well, Rocket, well, Bobcat, Goldthwait. Bobcat, gee, is that his real name? Like, was did his parents actually name him Bobcat Goldthwait? I need, I need to look this up. Uh, I, I actually, while you're looking that up, they go. That's when they go to Thebes. Yes. Yes. Um, this is okay. So I want to look back at that one criticism about Thebes. Not his real name. I figured it's Robert Francis Goldthwait. 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 It's Goldthwait, right? Goldthwait. I don't want to thwait. For our lives gold, to be gold, over. Gold, gold, wait. It's gold, gold, wait. That's gold, wait. Gold, wait. Gold, wait. Ah, yeah. Okay. How much does gold, wait? Oh, about three tons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then actually, gold's a pretty light metal. Um, Thieves is portrayed as New York. Is that why what's his bucket was so annoyed? Because mm-hmm. I don't think it's terrible. It's just like it's continuing to lay in the theme that like this is you know I get. Again, that's why it's the it's the big it's the big olive. I I think the problem with this is they should have made the whole thing feel like a joke off modernism, and this is like the one of the few times. Like this whole section is where it's like, oh yeah, this reflects modern society or like modern America, or this is the other parts didn't really have have that so much. No, and it's like if you're gonna do it, why not go all the way and make it feel like that why suddenly feel like oh yeah of course we're in well i mean yeah because we we get there and it's just there's a couple gags that they throw in where it's just like herc being you know the fish out of water in the big city and he gets you know he's distracted by every little thing and feels like nah come on move along just keep going uh, you know uh, it, uh there are a couple funny jokes <laughs> hey flashes them whoa 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 what are they a sundial <laughs> that's great it's very good or like the fact that you get to hear Danny DeVito yell hey I'm walking here (laughs) yeah I understood that reference I did too um but here's another problem Phil is talking the whole time Hercules never talks we don't see him react to anything it's just Phil just saying come on let's go don't just ignore them just ignore them it's like the end is near yes thank you just keep going. Like, it's funny, but... Herc doesn't get to talk until they get to the bit where they meet those those people. Like, that, that re- recurring crowd of extras. Honestly, Herc is a very passive character, for the most part. For the most part, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Superman. Like, yeah, yeah. Superman was never... I'm sure he's gotten better interpretations in later things, but this is why Batman was always my jam. Mm-hmm. And they came to the two, between the two. Uh, and there's no Batman in here. There's only Hercules. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure who the Greek the like Greek myth equivalent of Batman would be, but never mind. Uh, so he uh, he's he's trying to like show. Is, is he's like that... I'm a hero. I can help deal with stuff. And they are like we look, we're talking about a professional hero. And they, of is, course it's just like he gets the brush cringy? off. Like this part's kind of this part's cringy to me. Like I felt embarrassed for him. 
Like, who the heck says, it sounds like you guys need a hero. Yeah, I was just like, no, don't, dude, please. Please, no. No. This is painful. But uh, luckily, there's Meg to immediately and very, very, uh, uh, very over the top talk about children playing in a gorge that need rescuing. And everybody with a brainstem will know it's a trap, but not our boy, wide-eyed, green around the gills. Trusting, yeah. Trusting Herc, who just goes and we get that ga- we get that bit where he lifts the rock off the two children and everybody sees this so they're like oh that's cool and they also see a super strength in action but the children are pain and panic in disguise and then mm-hmm. then the hydra the hydra animated is good and bad it's actually <laughs> yeah like when the moments when it's there's moments when it actually does feel like it's part of it, it this is a cg Monster, by the way. Like, this monster was obviously created by a computer. Mm-hmm. But there's moments where it does feel like it's part of the 2D animation, but then there's moments where you're like, oh, yeah, that's definitely 3D. They're, yeah, I, this is not from the same <laughs> universe, man. Um, yeah, I, 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 actually, I actually can pinpoint some of those. Like, the first time when he cuts the head off, yeah, that looks... It looks like it's right there, but then, you know, you got 458 heads, and it's like, mm-mm, I'm out again. Yeah. Yeah. I actually think the first time you see the Hydra's head, like, rearing up against the sky, like, when it's only got the one head, it looked very CG in that moment. Other times it doesn't. I actually think, for the most part, they do a good job making it blend in with the rest of the setting. Mm-hmm. But, um... Yeah. Mm. Either way, um, it's, it's actually pretty grisly when he cuts off a head for the first time, and it's all... So it's pretty gory, actually. But I mean, it's sure it's steaming, green. steaming. Yeah. yeah, you see meat, you see monster meat. It's um, it's like it's. I'm actually, I was surprised when I was a kid. I'm like, oh, I could see them getting away with this, but like, wow, this kind of stuff in a Disney movie, you know, that that kind of thing. Um, but it's I, a, it's I a, this is a good, this is a good bit though. Well, actually, one of the cool parts is uh, there's a point where um, Hercules is cut off the Hydra's head, and you think, oh, it's all over, but then he says. Guys, relax. It's only halftime. It actually is halftime. Like, is you are halfway through the movie at that point. Yeah, you. <laughs> we, yeah, that's why you have like, no, oh, you're like, no, 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 no. Pause it, and you're like, it's halfway through the movie. Yeah, <laughs> we're halfway there, hun. Yeah, I was like, wow. Here we go. Does that mean we're halfway through this discussion? Maybe, Ooh, maybe not. Let's see. So yeah, Hydra fight. It's pretty good. Um, he kills it with a rock slide in the end, which is. How you should kill a Hydra, because you can't cut off its heads. Um, and oh, here's my Hydra. Oh, she's cute. Um, I, yeah, and then this leads to everyone being like, "Oh my gosh, he really is a hero! He defeated the Hydra. That's so amazing!" Trailer song. Trailer song happens. The song that everybody. I guess this was supposed to be the part that where the. This is this is where. Yeah, this is where the whole com- consumerism commercialism thing happens and then it doesn't really happen for the rest of a lot of the rest of the movie. I don't like it felt and it doesn't feel like it's like yeah, it's kind of poking fun, but it doesn't feel like it's satire at all. Not really, you know. Yeah, it just it just feels like it's there and it's it's not really it's not really that funny. I mean, it's just it, it's just, you know, you got the hurricane and you got you got the, the the excruciatingly dated Air Hercs. <laughs> this movie's so dated. It's that's, so dated. Oh yeah. That's the problem. It 
Like, um, I know they were trying to joke about, like, how we, uh, basically, um... Glorify celebrities. Glorify celebrities and, um, uh, as well as, um, like, sports stars and such. But they focus more on 90s when they could have looked along, uh, along the whole era. Because, I mean, glorification of celebrities is nothing new. We've been doing this since, like, the, the star system was put in place in Hollywood. Well, even before that, I mean, again... I mean, I guess they're they're trying to give it the they were trying to give it that era's version of sort of hero worship when and tying it in with the hero worship of the past, which is you know yeah, but, their goal. But, but it's they slapped his but it's nineteen on every base on every boss. But it's nineteen ninety seven's version of worship. Like again, the air hurts, drinking everything, girls being like, uh, uh, well, I mean, Beatlemania basically happening that's in one true, shot. You yeah. know, that's true. It's it's like Beatlemania, but like really, air hurts. Why are we? I, I, it's funny. It's just dated. It's yeah. super dated. I was so I remember like, I remember when I was a kid being like, why does anyone care about these things that you go psh, psh, with, you know, mm-hmm. like, cause yeah. he's defeating monsters left and right. Yeah. And I do remember this song because I could not get away from it. Oh yeah. They played it all the time. In, Zero to hero. Yeah. In trailers and everything. Yeah. Like I said, I, I, I like the idea. I just wish it had, had more of a impact on the movie. It doesn't, you, it's like, like you, like you said, cleric, it's just kind of there. It yeah. feels like it's there. Doesn't doesn't integrate well to the overall themes or plot. Yeah, I really wanted it to integrate better with the overall themes or plot. I mean, what? But then, what is? I mean, there is a plot. The plot is um, a boy is trying to um, join his family, like return, like join his family again, but he can only do so by being a hero. Okay, it's a simple plot, but what about the themes, like? Is it like, it's never like he's, it's never seems like Hercules is blinded by his celebrity status. No. That's the thing. It never seems like it gets to him. He doesn't have to deal with the consequences of having an ego because he never seems to have much of an ego. That's the problem. Hercules is a boring character because we're not sure, the directors didn't know how is this guy supposed to react? What is his, like, what is his issue? Like, it's the idea of wanting to belong, but then he's finally belongs when he becomes a hero. And then it's like, well, why? And the, he's doing this all to join the gods. So. Would, it, would it have been more interesting? Because he has, he has after that montage, he does that thing where, where Hades is like, we're so close, but we have like less than 24 hours to get to the point where my plan comes into fruition and he's still around. Mm-hmm. And why are you wearing yeah. his merchandise? <laughs> has that explosion moment. <laughs> that was actually... Yes. That was actually really funny. Like the point where thirsty, and then he <laughs> cuts away to like Hercules washing his hands, and then it's like boom, an explosion. Yeah, that was and actually. The, and the column and the column uh, is misaligned afterward. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Great. Oh man. Again, her Hades is the best character. Um. But... Oh yeah. Um. As uh, I, I just want to mention this because I, I caught this. I had to go back to to, to check it. But uh, when the when the guy runs up to them and says the end is near, uh, if you look very carefully, you can see uh, in the background scrawled into the wall the end is near. But as they descend the steps, right before it cuts to the next scene, it says Finn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I love that. That's fun. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> Okay, that's a good intro. Okay. So, um, but okay, so, so here's, here's the thing based on that thing. Cause, cause he goes and talks to Zeus again at the temple. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I did all this and this. I'm ready to come back to Olympus. Well, you haven't hit that point yet. You're not a hero yet. And you have to do something that's like 
really genuinely heroic. I don't remember. He needs a drive. That's the problem. The drive is misplaced. Would it would it have been more interesting if he suddenly is like, nah, I don't need to go back to Olympus. I'm happy right here. And he starts letting his ego get to him, you know? Or I, he like Yeah. He gets mad that he won't be let back. Like, I've already done all this. Like, give him some flaws. Give him some character flaws that's that are I, manifest by the fact that because that's usually what happens in, with a character in it these. It seems like the only- I want to see his ego. I want to see the fame get to him. That's how you do a thing about celebrity and celebrity worship well, the, being a thing, yeah, a satire. But, you but, know? Okay, yeah, that's they kind of do. It's tropey, the ki- but they kind of do. It's just not done well. The problem oh. is they want Hercules to be likable. That's the issue. He's he's fine. That's the thing, though. Every other character, when the villain, the villain is way more likable just because he's entertaining. Mm-hmm. Meg is likable because she's got she's got spunk and personality, and she's got a, she's severely flawed. She's severely flawed. She's got a hard backstory for a Disney movie. You know, again, first time we've got a character we know has been intimate with someone else to the point where, like, she we as we learn in a couple scenes, uh, sold her soul to save his life, and then she he leaves her for someone else. And, and hurts her. Yeah, so she's had her heart broken, and now she's basically jaded, and it makes sense why she would make a lot of sarcastic remarks and try to keep things as lighthearted. Or not lighthearted, that's not the right word. She's 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 got a wall. She's got a wall of humor. Oh, yeah. Wall of snark. Um, oh, okay, so... Wall of sass. It's like, it's like, it's like, I don't even know what to talk about with some of this earlier stuff. I want to almost get, jump to that part, because that's really interesting when we get to when they they play hooky together. Because by that point, Hades said, you gotta go, you gotta go find his weakness, because I'm not sending these two idiots to do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really what you should have done in the first place, Hades, but, you know, but, um, yeah. but, but, uh... Oh, yeah, okay, so Haiti, I, I do appreciate this bit. So he's, he's posing for the, the painter, right? Yes. And he's got the lion mane on, which is Scar. It's a pelt that's basically Scar <laughs> from the Lion King, which yeah. is great. That's, um, and Phil is listing off his itinerary, and Herc's itinerary is he's listing all this, the, the labors he had to do. That's right. You have to go, you have to see this guy about his stables, you know, like, oh that. it's my like, God. it's all the actual yep. labors of Hercules. Oh my gosh, I didn't think about that. Yeah. <laughs> Which she blows off because the fangirls all end up running in. I And again, if you want to make fun of this, Kirk needs to react. And that's the problem because one of the things that's an important part is like, oh, he doesn't have any flaws except he cares about Meg too much. Another thing they keep playing up, and this is what makes the relationship between Meg and Hercules a little uncomfortable, is the fact that Kirk is very naive. Yes. He is... He's very innocent. Yeah. And... This is weird when Meg is dating him or is on a date with him because it feels more like Meg's only dating him because he's so innocent that why would he want to hurt her? And is well, the initial reason Meg was dating him is because I mean she's trying to she's, it's a scheme, but then yeah, the reason she falls in love is he's so innocent and naive that he doesn't think. In his brain, oh yeah, I should hurt this person or leave her or anything. Or I should, or she's clearly trying to seduce seduce me. I should answer that in, in kind. He doesn't like I, like it's really telling um, in that scene where she's trying to figure out his weakness, where he he actually pulls the strap back up on her dress. Oh yeah, and then walks away, and then she looks at him and goes, "Does that whole Wonder Boy? You are perfect." Mm-hmm. You know, like it's like she's never. I don't think she's ever encountered 
this is really telling in her song. This is why her song is so good. Yeah. And the visuals in there are good. Because, uh, and then, but that's the idea. He, when she says, Wonder Boy, you are perfect. It's that sort of, gosh, it's so annoying. And that's why she calls him Wonder Boy, because she's like, really? This, it, this, no one, no one can be like boy this. boy scout? Like, yeah, no one's this goody two shoes. No yeah. one is this. But this Superman? This yes. Superman. Wonder Boy super. <gasps> Come oh! Oh. Mm-hmm. And come to think of it, who is always kind of snarky and sarcastic oh, in, in Superman? Lois Lane. Who's yeah. the more interesting of the two? Lois Lane. It's Lois Lane. Lois Lane. There's no there's no equivalent of Jimmy Olsen in here, so it's all good. <laughs> um I oh my gosh, you know uh, Phil gets another little I will say, I want to go back to this. Phil gets another little pervy moment. Oh yeah. He... When when all the fangirls are told to leave and he like watches them go and goes like and then runs off after them and I'm like ew ew ew. But yeah, so can we can we talk about this the song? Uh, I won't say I'm in. I love. won't say I'm in love. Yes, this is I like <laughs> I, this is the second good song in this movie. It's the lyrics are really catchy. The song is catchy. The lyrics are clever. Like it's it's a call and response between her and the muses, which mm-hmm. is great. And. I think it's also has to do with her in what's going on in her head. Yes, it's the sure we we, we don't I don't feel the chemistry from this relationship. Oh, absolutely. But I can feel a sense of what the song means, which is her being like, you know, the, that idea like I shouldn't fall in love with this guy. I've already been hurt before, but I can't help it. But no, this can't happen. It's a it's definitely a. I mean, it's not even nearly to the extent that it was for Hellfire. Or Judge Frollo, but it is the internal issue. Mm-hmm. That's still the same, which is very interesting in a song. Yeah, I like it. Um, and I, here's the thing that the, the thing I wanted to point out was I noticed that, you know, she's in a statue garden. This is where they've kind of ended their date playing hooky before he, uh, her gets taken back with, with Phil. Mm-hmm. And uh, Phil shows up to interrupt it. And uh, um, there's a bit where she's walking through the garden and she sees a bunch of other statues depicting other famous sort of scenes of lovers. But there's one section where you see a bunch of statues and they're all clearly women who don't want to be around a a lover of some sort. Like there's a satyr pulling on a woman's arm who's trying to get away. There's like there's there there's, it's not very long, but it's like it's showing like this is how Meg sees love she or how a lot of people maybe and it's very and, and again very greek unfortunately you see a lot of these images of women not in positions of of power trying to escape from someone who would desire them oh, no. and there's no it's not real love it's just people being hurt and like this is why i say as a adult woman i relate to make more because and then probably a lot of women do many women have been hurt by men over years like i mean it's a very common trope in a lot of stories and you hear from a lot of women and i think this is the first time in a disney movie that it's being said out loud Mm -hmm. and uh but it's not i mean it's not like touched upon that much it's more used as a way it's a subtext. It's a subtext. But it, it, it's important because I think we one of the things we hit on a lot in this podcast is subtext or potential subtext. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, what helped with that song was that visual, that little visual metaphor. I'm like, wow, that's actually kind of interesting because like it's framing her in the time period she's in too. Because not a ton of empowered women in that period either. No, uh, a lot of women are treated terribly in a lot of the Greek myths. They, yeah. It all involves them getting hurt in some way and then uh, the men getting what they want or 
sometimes, I mean, the men sometimes do get punished. Uh, right. But uh, for the most part, yeah, a lot of women do get hurt and are made to feel weak. So I think for me, that was like that moment where she's seeing all these different depictions of quote unquote lovers in this garden. And there's those who don't want it. And then, then the people who do. And then like she's and the muses are there the whole time as statues. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a statue of Aphrodite that shows up at one point. That they all kind of surround. Uh, there's that cute gag that's a cameo to the uh, the singing busts from the Haunted Mansion, yeah, including the broken bus. That made me laugh. That was really cool. That made me smile. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so then um, we get to the more frustrating part of the movie, which is the whole, like, misunderstanding. Yes, yeah, this is dumb. I, um, I never... Well, I do like the interaction between Hades and Megara. Megara is saying he's not like other any other person I've ever been with, and he says, he's a god! <laughs> 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 that whole back and forth is so great. <laughs> Hades is the gay best friend. No, Hades is not the gay best friend. Hades is the guy that is saying what is totally the truth. He's a god! <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's that's, not that's like true. other <laughs> But uh, that's when we get the reveal, and then... Phil overhears it. That and Megara is working for Hades. Doesn't hear the whole thing, of course, and so goes yeah. to, to... And then doesn't explain it well there either, and then there's they have a breakup. Hercules and... And Phil. Phil. And Phil... Ah, not the third act breakup. Oh, no. Yeah. It's... Are you as sick of this trope as I am, Cleric? Oh, absolutely. This was done to death so often in the 90s. But this is poorly done. This like, is not even done well. Like, there's no... Like, it's just misconfusion, and the only... It's so dumb. It's him. Like, Phil just gets mad and says, no, she's trash and all that. And, of course, that makes... He doesn't explain... Why? With his words, I overheard Hades and Meg in the garden talking about how they were going to... Yeah. Yeah, this this trope got really overblown in, like, kids' media. Like, you know, um, what was it? Doug did this every alternate step. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But, like, Hey Arnold had an episode like that, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, you know, all of them did it. It's so overblown and overplayed. It's, yeah, it, it, and this is, I, and it, it can be done, and at least you go, okay, I get it. But this is, this is poorly, this is not just bad, it's just, it's poorly done. The fact that they leave and he doesn't bother to explain this thing to him. And then, of course, right after Phil go, says adios, that's when Hades shows up and is like, ah, oh, make a deal. I, I, again, I love Hades. Hades yeah. is just amazing in this. Yeah, like, absolutely. He, the way he's interacting with her, it, it's awesome. I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh, he gets Herc to make a deal by, um, basically saying, I have Meg, I own her, is she, is she important to you? I'll let her go free if you, uh, you get rid of your godlike strength for 24 hours. But you have to promise that, uh, Meg right. doesn't get hurt. Yeah. Well, it's only after that that he reveals. It's only after he makes the early reveals that Meg was working for him, mm-hmm. and that, and then he yep. goes like, "Oh, I'm hurt," and they don't bother to explain to each other. He won't listen to her. And I'm, again, compounding that, just talk to each other, please. Mm-hmm. I'm so tired of this trope. Like I, Meg's tears and Herc being all mopey doesn't feel justified. I do like when uh, Hades frees the Titans, though. Oh yeah, that was a. That's they actually are really. Kind of scary when they introduce or like saying what they're gonna do to Zeus, like yeah, yeah. freezing the horses. Oh yeah, and then or uh, and you realize how massive they are, yeah. And you're like, oh my, punching, 
Uh, who? Okay, gonna 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 quiz the room. Who's your favorite Titan? It, just in this, uh, or just in, in this, in, in oh, this okay. movie. Who's okay. your favorite Titan in term design wise? Uh, um, anyone can. Man. <laughs> um. So I'll be real with you. I don't like the sharp edges on the uh, ice guy. He he makes my eyes sad. Um, <laughs> I understand why. Uh, lava guy's blobby and dumb. I I, I think I think. My favorite, though, is uh, Swooshy Wooshy. The Twister? Uh, yes. Yeah. Tw- I, I think I'm with you, though. The Twister actually seems the most menacing and does the most damage, at least for the most part. Seems that way. Yeah, he's the last one you fight. and uh, No, that's the first one you fight in uh, Kingdom Hearts 3. Oh, you fight the Wind Titan first? Oh, I didn't. I haven't played Kingdom Maybe? Hearts 3. I can't remember. It, it's been so long, but I, I I know like any good Kingdom Heart game, it starts off in uh, Disney's Hercules, and that that's that's also why I, I picked this because I'm always excited when somebody remembers Disney's Hercules. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh look, I'm back. <laughs> I'm in Kingdom Hearts again. Uh, um, I I I actually like the Ice Titan. Although you know, actually, so the actor who plays uh. Hercules in this movie is Tate Donovan. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what he's done, which says a lot. But <laughs> here's the funny part. For the, for the game, uh, Kingdom Hearts game, they couldn't bring back Tate Donovan. You know who they got? Who did they get? Sean Astin. Sean Astin. Okay. Wait, is that... Is that no, that's right. Yeah. yeah. That, like, that Sean yeah. Astin. Yeah, that's amazing. Which is weird. <laughs> no, well, because it was pre... By the way, this was pre-Lord of the Rings. Because Lord of the Rings... Oh, I know. Came out in 2003, I want to say. I thought the first one was, uh, was it? No, I thought the first one was like 2001, but I don't know. Uh, goodness, I don't know. Um, uh, oh, Gracie's scratching at my legs because she wants, do you want to be on mommy's lap? Do you want to be on mommy's lap? Sure. You Get up here. Get up here. Get up here, um, you wretch. But, which is, it's just interesting because I know that, um, he did his role for Kingdom Hearts before he did Lord of the Rings. He so this probably was, did. So, so his claim to fame at this point was Goonies and two thousand three. Uh, was in Goonies and Encino Man. <laughs> and then you realize, oh, he's gonna be really famous in like a few <laughs> years. But yeah, they got him to play Hercules, and I actually think he did a good job in the game. Nice with a little few bits that he has. I've uh, still never really played a lot of King of Hearts, so I'll take your word for it. Mm-hmm. Both your words for it. I mean, I mean, what do you, what do you think, Cleric? Like, in terms of the voice acting here versus the voice acting for Hercules in Kingdom Hearts? Oh, man. Man. I, I think I think the movie had better. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, Tate Donovan did a better job. Yeah. Yeah. And, okay. Um... um can I say how disappointing? I feel like the Titans are barely there for this movie. Oh, by the way, no one's favorite Titan is the Cyclops. No. I don't think anyone's favorite Titan is the Cyclops. He's just kind of... That, ap- that was one of the Titans? I thought so. He just showed up with the rest of them. He's like, hey, where you going? <laughs> what? Just, he kind of just tagged along. He's just like, the Titans wake up, he's like, oh, I was the fifth Titan all along. And he just walks out and gets in line with them as if he came out with them. And that's why Hades is saying. Oh yeah, he is he is one of the five titans. Yeah, he's just he's there. We never see him climb out of the pit, but he's there with them when this is all happening and he's the same size as them pretty much. So like And he doesn't appear again. Yeah, he he's toast. Um I mean he does. He's one of the few that gets actually like killed before he 
Brown, Herc rounds them all up and throws them into the stratosphere, uh, into the cosmos. Um, and he spends most of his time just kicking Herc around, Thebes. Um, and, uh, Titans take over and, or just bring down the gods and Hades rules for like two minutes. Uh, yeah, the, the gods are defeated really easily. Yeah. Like really easily. A little too easily. <laughs> it's like, I, I feel like yeah. this whole climactic bit happens too fast in a movie that is otherwise paced pretty well, mm-hmm. all things considered. Um, Hercules is able to, def- well, actually, you know what? He did defeat the Cyclops by Smarts alone without his strength. He had help from Phil and Pegasus and, oh, we didn't even talk about Pegasus getting seduced by pain and panic disguised as a My Little Pony horse. Well, I yeah, I was just I was just going to say My Little Pony at the end of that statement. <laughs> even had the cutie mark and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, I, I like how later when Pegasus is like, there's like, Bobcat Goldthwait in our pain. He's like, I was not actually attracted to you. <laughs> like, jeez. That was bizarre. But yeah, he managed, he managed to defeat the Cyclops through... Smarts alone, and then a column falls on Meg. It hurts her. Well, she saves she saves him. She pushes him out of the way. Oh, is the thing. Yeah, but because it hurts her, Hades' deal is broken, broken. so he gets strength back. Yeah. I do appreciate that she didn't die right away. Mm-hmm. You know? He goes off, he's like, Phil's like, I'll keep an eye on her. He flies off to Olympus, handily defeats all of the Titans that are there. I find it interesting that Hercules was able to defeat them. The gods just... He's the main character. He just... Mm, I was really hoping it would be a thing where he frees the other gods and they make launch a counteroffensive, you know? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's, it's... Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Uh, uh, anyway, uh, the fates take... Use their scissors. Snip, snip. Take Meg. Take Meg's soul. Uh, she dies. Hades flees to the underworld to be like, my plan failed. And Hercules... I do appreciate when Hercules is like, no, I'm not gonna... I'm gonna pull an Orpheus here. I'm going after her soul. Mm-hmm. So that this is, I think that this is. It's at this point Hercules gets interesting again. Yeah, because he's doing now. He's got he's got the whole driven by revenge thing. Exactly. Finally, he has personality. He has a reason for doing stuff, and he has motivation. Exactly. Yes. Um, and he makes a hell of an entrance when he comes in riding Cerberus. We don't even see how it happened. He just busts into Hades' place with the Cerberus. Disappointed. <laughs> I wanted to see disappointed. That. <laughs> uh, I would say like, oh, I would have loved to see that fight with Cerberus, but I, I had to fight Cerberus in Kingdom Hearts. And <laughs> <laughs> how is Hercules gonna do it? He doesn't even have the Keyblade. Yeah, Hercules he has a sword. was never meant to wield the Keyblade. Uh, if I have to hear, get on the Hydra's back one more time. Oh no! <laughs> you all are you all are privy to some stuff. I just do not. Anyway, um, Hades, okay, we really appreciate it. Yes, you, I can tell you both really appreciate Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Well of Souls, everybody. Yeah, this is spooky and looks cool. Yeah. Why is it the dark stuff looks amazing? Because you and I like the dark stuff. Look at the other podcasts we do. Look at who we have on right now. Yeah. <laughs> Good laugh. That was actually. He basically. I spoke too soon. He brought an evil upon this world that no one can take. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, hey, cleric. I feel yes. Like we've been, we've been. I feel like we've been yammering on a lot. You want to tell us about what happens here? Uh, which part are we at now? We're at the well of souls, baby. 
Oh yeah, the best part. Um, so uh, Hercules drop kicks the front door down. Is like, uh, hey, wait, wait, where she be? And he's like, mm, down there. It's a small world. And he's like, you like making deals. And so uh, Hercules uh, convinces Hades to uh, take him instead of Meg. Uh, and he was like, sure thing. And so uh, Herc jumps in and is like. Uh, I'm going to go get her. And then Hades is like, you'll be dead before you reach her. And then obviously that doesn't happen because the fates go to cut his thread and it turns golden because <laughs> the the willingness to sacrifice yourself for this uh, person was like, ooh, now he's real god material. Mm-hmm. And then he... Pull, and then he pull the selfless sacrifice thing. Yes. And he, he comes out of the pool and... He's like glowing and Hades is trying to bargain with him. He just punches him in the face. <laughs> and <laughs> the moment, the moment when Hades tries to use Meg as another bargaining chip and touches her, <laughs> it just, just turns full Superman. Yep. Like gets the Superman face and everything and just decks him right into the, right into the well of souls and uh pain and panic are like, Oh, he's not gonna be happy when he gets out of there. And I think it's I think it's panic or no pain. I can't remember. It's pain. Which pain. Uh, yeah. Is it Bobcat Goldthwait? He says this part. Does yeah. it sound like Bobcat? That's. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if if he comes out, oh, if is good. <laughs> um. Does this count as a plummet? No. Okay. It, he can't die. He's a god. That's fair. He's gonna. It's gonna be. Probably a pain to get the Cyclops. The Cyclops, actually an ally of the Titans, uh, according to the Internet, um, does fall to his death. So, oh, what? But is that a I mean, is he is that a villain? Yeah, the Cyclops is a villain. It's a tertiary antagonist. Do we do well? We do. We have included tertiary antagonists on here before because we counted Lucifer from Cinderella. And we did include Fidget as well. We did we? Yeah, we included Fidget. We included Fidget and Radigan, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, because they both fell to their death. But he fall. Well, no, yeah, he does fall to the cliff, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, but he he he. Fa- we counted Maleficent. Yeah. To the plummet counter because she, even though the sword piercing her heart is what killed her, she does fall off a thing and crashed to the and, ground. And the Cyclops does the same thing, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh. Do we want to include... I, I'd say we don't have to include Hades, but no. let's put the Cyclops on there. Yes, the All right. Cyclops should be included. Uh, the, the Cyclops goes on the plummet counter. I mean, you can't really you can't really include Hades in that, because he does, he does show up in the after credits talking to you. Um, so he's, he's not dead. Yeah. You can't, um, well, you can't kill a god. He just had a really, really yeah. bad time. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it might take... Probably hundreds of years to get out of there, but yeah, it'll. it'll well, be isn't he? Isn't he back in time for the the animated series? Oh yeah, but the animated series is the prequel. That's right, it is the prequel. He does show up oh, in the yeah. House of Mouse, though. He does show up, but then again, a lot of villains that fell to their death were included in the House of Mouse. Think about also, it. Also, House of Mouse takes place centuries in the future. <laughs> Good point. Thousands of years. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, Hades... And if we go by Kingdom Hearts, there's actually some sequel material in the Kingdom Hearts world, and he's alive during that. Yeah. Uh, I'm surrounded by people who appreciate Kingdom Hearts. Anywho. Uh, 
Meg is saved! Yay! Yay. They kiss, and it's wonderful. And Meg and... Well, funny enough, it's like there's a cloud and that's bringing Hercules up, but because Meg was there with him, they both go up into the clouds to Olympus, and they're like, Hercules, you're allowed to come home! Yay! They celebrate! Meg's Bye. like... Bye! <laughs> Meg's like, okay, well, I'm not here anymore. Uh, and Hercules is like, you know what? I want to have a life with Meg. That's the I want has finally... Because he, he wanted to figure out where he belonged, and he thought he belonged with the gods, but he didn't think he belonged with people. And then he's like, nah, I belong here. I can be I can be a normal person if I just have this... Oh, he's not going to ever be a normal no, person. He's, he's still not. a celebrity. He's still, that's can true. We, he comes can, we, can we also talk about how the reason why Meg is just slowly sulking away is because she she feels like she's been duped by another man he's just like everyone else he got yeah. what he uh-huh. wanted and now i'm going to have to go kick it back in uh the the long way down this mountain yeah mm-hmm. well that in that in that sense he continues to be the good guy yeah hercules and proves proves her wrong just by going and being like no nah, i want to be with you i'll give up my i'll give up being a deity so i could be with you so good gesture and, uh, and Zeus is like, <laughs> she won't live forever. She'll be back. <laughs> well, I mean, and if you know anything about the actual myth of Hercules, you know that... Shh, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> That's some dark... Shh, this doesn't belong here. No, no, no. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Beyond the myth of Hercules. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're going beyond. <laughs> yeah. And... This, this this movie has blast processing. That's how far <laughs> <laughs> Sega does with Nintendo Hercules. <laughs> then we get the star is born, and then oh look, there he Hercules is brought into the stars. And for did, some... did we get the shoehorn? Did that's Phil's boy? Because <laughs> at the beginning of the film, he his one dream is to be like, I want to train a hero that goes into the stars, and then people would look and be like, that's Phil's boy. Yeah, I'm like, is that really what they're gonna say? That's Phil's boy. <laughs> he had him. <laughs> <laughs> that's him. <laughs> So famous. Uh, and then the movie's over. Yeah. So, <laughs> here's the thing. It's not... It's not. I still like it. I had fun. It's a fun it's movie. It's fun. It's a fun yeah. movie. It's it's something I... Is still... it a classic? No. No. But... You know what I think of it as? It's a, it's a mess. It's a fun mess. It's kind of like when you go decide to, like do this massive paint project and just go wild and crazy and it leaves a whole mess. But then you look at it and you're like, it's okay, but I had a lot of fun doing it. And that's how this movie feels like. Yeah. yeah like, like if, if I told somebody, I was like, Hey, you want to go see a movie, an animated movie starring James Woods, Rip Torn, Bobcat Goldthwait, uh, and drawn by <laughs> Scarf. The guy, yes, yes the guy who yeah, did. Yeah, I would. <laughs> I would. The guy who mi- who did the wall with music that sounds like gospel music. Yeah, yeah, and, and the musical theme is gospel, but also uh, Broadway. Yeah, yeah, it's like what? Yeah, it's like, sure. Train wreck incoming. This movie's like a taco salad that someone made as an afterthought, <laughs> which is kind of true because yeah. it was just Ron and John being told by Jeffrey make this mo- make a movie. Make a movie that'll appeal to the masses, and it did, but not like it's a good thing Jeffrey wasn't there 
after the point where it didn't do as well as they wanted, or he would have been, well, too bad, you don't get to make your pirate space pirate movie. I mean, they eventually... But they did get to make their space pirate movie, and I really want to talk about Treasure Planet! <laughs> when do we get to Treasure Planet, Kayla? Uh, Treasure Planet is not for a while, actually. Um, well, I'm, I mean, I say not for a while, but... Um... If, if we stick to our regular schedule, you'll probably hear about it in December? Let me see if you get that correctly. I think I did because we we know who we know who we want to have our, our guest are, for that one. We do have we, we already have a guest lined up. We do. Um, we can't talk about it. No, uh, December. You are correct. Uh, but uh, yeah, we, we have to wait until December for that. Uh, this was fun though. Hey, yeah. hey, cleric. Thank you so much for joining us for this one. Anytime. Yeah. Absolutely anytime. You cool. are awesome. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. You want to join us for some of the bad ones when we get to the the post-renaissance oh sure like which ones oh. all no i'm just kidding well we're, we've already got some we we've got people lined up but i'd be happy to have you on another one we, this was a lot of fun we actually don't have anyone for home on the range chicken little <laughs> oh, oh 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 chicken little oh <laughs> oh oh my soul oh oh, oh. Uh, i think yes. i killed him oh okay uh I think put Claire again for Chicken Little. I guess we're gonna. <laughs> I I I I know I've watched Chicken Little, but I don't think any of it adhered to me other than a deep fear of of Chicken Little. I like the fact you say deep fear. <laughs> hmm. I have a bad feeling about this. I've never seen it. Oh. <laughs> oh. This, this... I... Hey, let's let's focus on the present, and then we came from a a, a fun if mediocre movie. Uh, we're gonna go into an actually pretty good movie. Um, in my opinion, uh, the next film we're going to talk about is Mulan. Ooh. For, uh, May 2020. Hey, awesome. Well, I hope everybody's doing okay out there. Uh, we will keep this going for the foreseeable future as long as we can. Uh, if you enjoyed what you listened to, hey, we're just doing this for fun because me and Kayla are big nerds. But if you like what you hear, hey, feel free to leave a, a, review and and rating on where, wherever you listen to this podcast uh i know there's a lot of podcast services out there i mean apple podcasts has places where you can go and do that sort of thing but if you can you know if you like what if you like it cool and if not hey no worries we're just here to we're just here to have fun yeah. really honestly uh and hang out with cool people like our like our friend cleric here Ooh, cleric where can yeah people, where can people find you uh they can find me on the internet um uh, the Creepypasta Wiki, of course. Um, I also have a YouTube channel. It's the one with my symbol, not the other one. Uh, the one that is also Cleric of Madness, but is probably one of my older accounts. But that, not that one. Um, <laughs> I, will um, put, I will put links in the, uh, in the, the, the description. Super, because that's easier, because I can't get one of those special uh, cute little domains. It's like, hey, there. Like, yeah. <laughs> like 10,000 subscribers and like a blood sacrifice <laughs> I don't know you have to know. you have to you you made the mistake you went to get the thing and, and Hades said yeah sure but you can't look back to make sure it's still behind you look back oh cuz it said something just outrageous and I looked back and I was like did you really oh <laughs> <laughs> alright well I think we've reached the end of the ride uh if we 
sailed past, uh, you know, we sailed past the, uh, the fields of Elysium, where you might see Hercules and Meg, since we're now thousands of years past that point. Maybe not, though. This is beyond the myth of Hercules. That's also where the gift shop is, by the way. Oh, yeah, you have to exit through there. You can buy uh, your air hercs and your... Oh, no, this really is hell. <laughs> <laughs> One hundred and five minutes of Super Mario Brothers in the can. Can't believe we did it. Uh, what's next? Obviously, Denson checks in. Oh, you mean the nineteen ninety six ape film directed by Ken Quapis? That's right. We're gonna watch it one minute at a time, and for each minute that we watch, we're gonna find a film that pairs nicely, like a, a wine with a fine dinner. Sounds great. See you next week. Dunstan checks min. Dunstan checks min. Dunstan checks min. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.